They should make porn parodies of like bands and, and, mm-hmm. and music things. You know, they've they've got them of TV shows and uh-huh. whatnot, but they should really do them with um, different musical artists because there's like a whole <clears throat> variety out there that you can do. Obviously, you've got like uh, you the big ones like uh, Beatles and Elvis porn parodies you can do, but I think there's something <laughs> to be said for a porn parody called Girth Brooks. <laughs> I think they could really take off. Yeah, you know, like the, nobody ever does that. I think this, you might be onto something. This is like a new thing. Yeah, that, a new business venture for us, Steve. <laughs> well, we got a bunch. We got to actually start doing some of these. <laughs> Girth Brooks will be our debut. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we won't make any money on that one either. <laughs> oh, is that the goal? Damn it, because I've been doing this all wrong. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I thought we got like cultural points that were added up over time. Is that no, not? No. Fuck. Man, I've been doing America all wrong. <laughs> well, you know, half of the country has been. So. <laughs> okay, cool. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, shit. There was something else I was going to ask you about or going to say. But I, oh, just about Black Panther, I guess. Uh, yeah. Did you have any uh, uh, comics that you would like to read after this? Because uh, I didn't know how much you were actually into the comic book or whatever, but then you held one up in front of my face. What? That doesn't sound like something I do. Um, As you do it again. <laughs> um, I've, I've got some Black Panther comics. Uh, I don't have a whole lot, but that's mm-hmm. something that I uh, intend to change because um, the movie did get me uh, set in that mindset. Sure. Um, the thing with Black Panther is he's not really a like jovial or like necessarily a fun character yeah. in the comics. Um, and when we talk about the movie, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit with the film as well, but uh, the, the, the the comics are a little bit more um, sometimes political, um, mm-hmm. sometimes, uh, which I like, but um, I have to be in a, a certain mindset for yeah. that. Um, and even if it's uh, got some action in it, it's, uh, uh, it's a little bit different than your standard superhero, like, action-adventure type comic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a uh, a certain uh, like acquired taste uh, and I'd have to be in a certain mood to read them but uh, anything by Christopher Priest is mm-hmm. good um, and uh, Tanahashi Coates is currently writing Black Panther and he's a big like um, writer <laughs> like, a, like a political like writer journalist uh, and he's uh, he's writing for Marvel right now and it's, a, it's an acclaimed run I've read the first couple of issues but, but fell off of it because it's just it's something that I'd have to read all together because mm-hmm. there's so many like fine details in there that it, it's kind of hard to keep track of month to month yeah, for yeah. me at least. But uh, something I'm definitely going to go back and, and look into. And then Jack Kirby did some Black Panther comics. Uh, I've got the first issue of that. Oh, cool. So um, you know, humble brag, I guess. <laughs> and I, I actually own the first appearance of the Black Panther. Oh, cool. Um, in Fantastic Four. So uh, when was that? Uh, a couple days ago, um, he, <laughs> he just Friday, Stephen. He he just came out in comics. They just made a movie. <laughs> was he like around for for like year, like decades now? Uh, yeah, he. Um, man, I can't remember the the exact issue number. Yeah, uh, which you, is, is so you're failing. Yeah, right now as a comic book collector. Okay, okay. And this was the final day Brett was on a pop culture podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I was just curious in general. Like, was that like a '60s thing? Because uh, uh, yes, or '70s. Yeah, he, you know? <clears throat> uh, it was it was in the '60s. Uh, Fantastic Four number fifty-two, which I, I cool. should have known. Uh, it was back in July of 1966. Oh yeah, cool. Right on. Yeah, so it was. Um, Right in the, the mid-60s, it, uh, it predated the Black Panther Party. Uh, the, See, I was wondering, yeah, where that fell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, uh, I don't know that there's a direct correlation between the two. Um, I know he was a, a popular character when he was first introduced, mm-hmm. but I don't know that he was so popular that that's where the um, the, the group got their name. Yeah, uh, yeah. It just been a coincidence, I, I don't know. Um, again, something I probably should have looked into before <laughs> I started recording. But uh, you know what, guys? I did. Listen. We're keeping it real. That, that that makes sense for a podcast, maybe, right? But uh, for two friends talking, I wouldn't have known that. And if we had been talking to you, I would have been like, hey, let's let's look that up or whatever. So since we're right. recording, just two dudes talking. I mean, whatever. It's cool. Yep. I'm cool with it. I didn't look it up. To be fair, we did start the conversation talking about Garth Brooks. So exactly. What do you want from us, you know? <laughs> do you want to just go ahead and get into it? Let's do it. We're Let's good? step into the spotlight, Stephen. Sweet. We're doing it, man. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Today's show topic is obviously Garth Brooks and uh, what we can do with that album, debut album. <laughs> Getting girthy with it. <laughs> oh, God. Already done. Album title on the books. Uh, yeah, so today's show topic is Black Panther, uh, which I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, we saw it yesterday morning, and uh, I'm glad you put a theater experience on there because I have a lot to say about that as well, again. Uh, oh, good. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Always, right? I, I, I'm excited to, to hear yours. Okay, cool. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, but uh, before we jump into uh, any pop culture news, we do have a new show sponsor. Uh, they continue to roll in, and yeah. we are always appreciative of it. So, <laughs> Are you a millionaire? Were you born rich? Have you recently been given an insane tax cut by the GOP and have more money than you know what to do with? Then come on down to sketchy Skip Larson's Impulse Lamborghinis. <laughs> Dozens of new cars imported daily at great expense, which can then be passed on to you. Each Lambo is sold at ridiculous markup, but hey, you can afford it. I mean, it's not medical insurance, am I right? <laughs> Every vehicle is sold cash only, but you could probably write it off your taxes. And if not, just influence a lawmaker to make it eligible for a write-off. It's fine. You'll be good. <laughs> Use coupon code Paul Ryan listens to Papa Roach to add an additional 30% to the vehicle cost. Look, we all know money means nothing to you because you've never had to earn it. So what better way than by buying an Impulse Lamborghini? Sketchy Skip Larson's Impulse Lamborghinis. Rubbing it in the face of the poor since late 2017. <laughs> Man, um, I I guess it speaks to that we are whores for money that we accepted that ad, but that was damn good. I don't know what to say yes. about it. Yeah. Again, we didn't make any money <laughs> off of it. Uh, we're bad at this. <laughs> really, we just need talking points. <laughs> you know, I have something to say to that. Two things. Uh, Houston is kind of weird because Houston... Uh, it's such a big city and has lots of international people, very rich people. And uh, there is a, I've passed by a Lamborghini uh, car lot before, which is very weird uh, mm-hmm. to see. But also there is a, uh, there's a place here called, I believe it's called Carvana. That is a car vending machine. <laughs> what? This is, yes. <clears throat> I will see if I can uh, find, find a, uh, a picture of this online. Uh, it's off of one of the major highways, I-10, that runs through Houston. And... It is a like a glass tower, like a circular tower, 
and it has cars sticking out on each end. And inside, from what I hear about it, there's like a an elevator that's in the center, and it goes up and will pull your car in and then bring it down to the bottom, and you can drive away with it. And it is a car vending machine. This this is real. <laughs> Good lord! And every time I think about anything like that, I'm just like, wow, we need to rise up. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. (laughs) That is insane. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, I I don't even know that that name rolled off the tongue for you, but I don't remember what it was anymore. But uh, for the for the ad that just rolled. Sketchy Skip Larson. Yeah. Sketchy Skip Larson. Uh, But thank you for uh, for uh, advertising on our podcast today. That was lovely. (laughs) Again, at no cost to us. uh, You've paid us nothing. (laughs) We we really need to get a business. We really do, man. Get get on this for sure. Um, yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in with uh, please uh, also don't forget to email your questions and show topic ideas and dog pictures to let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com and be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. And uh, please, please give us dog pictures and uh, and anything, any comments or anything you have. Yes, please. We know you have dogs out there. Yeah. Look, Just everybody has a dog. Everybody. If you don't have a dog, you know a dog. <laughs> You've seen a dog before. You know what? Just Google a picture of a dog yeah. and send it to us. That's totally fine. That's really all we want. Yeah. Uh, and we'll and then we'll retweet it out, and we'll get probably like three likes, which seems to be normal, and uh, spread it around the world that way. So feel pretty good about that. <laughs> <laughs> On the mini topic discussion today, yeah. um, I finally saw the Solo, a Star Wars movie trailer, uh, and it, it happened perfectly. Uh, we went to go see Black Panther, mm. and I saw it before that, but I, not being a, a big Star Wars fan, uh, I totally forgot about it when I was in there, <laughs> yeah. and it just showed up, and I was so excited to to see it, to see that it was playing. Uh, and you watched it when it first came out, yeah, right? Yeah, You had mentioned that uh, that you liked it. Yeah, um, so I like, I actually prefer the Super Bowl, the smaller Super Bowl spot, Um <laughs> to it but uh i like it and the trailer and then uh, yeah it was cool to see the trailer in theaters this time so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i mean i i liked it as well uh uh towards the end of the the trailer i i I didn't watch the super bowl spot Mm -hmm. um so i I still haven't seen that i don't know if there's some major um, it's just recut differently different yeah okay but it's the same general footage pretty much yeah um is the uh, the weird tentacle monster thing? <laughs> See, I don't think that was in there. Yeah, the where uh, things get very hentai. <laughs> yeah, the uh, towards the end of the one you saw. After that, there's like a, a swirling like cloud, and there's a uh, star destroyer coming through with some like Tie fighters flying around and stuff. And there's a cooler shot of that and the Super Bowl one that just it, it's like when it first like shows up in the clouds, and it just looks like really ominous. So I feel like the one that you saw shows more things. Um, like Super Bowl spot, like barely even shows Han um, or him like talking, and he, like he'll like do some like voiceover stuff, and then it shows him a little bit, but um, it's a little more mysterious, which is why I liked it. Um, but still, okay. I think the visuals just look really cool. I think that that hentai tentacle monster. I don't know <laughs> what that scene's going, where that scene's going, but it looks pretty rad. <laughs> <laughs> well, evidently, the Millennium Falcon had a uh, back in the day had a an external exhaust port, and then that tentacle monster just got all oh, up in it, yeah. and it just fucked the shit <laughs> right off of the Millennium Falcon. Um, when whenever we discussed it, I think last episode mm-hmm. you mentioned that there wasn't a whole lot of Han yeah. in the I, I guess that um, on the the trailer that I saw he was. He was in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So uh, I was a little bit surprised by that, but then I, yeah, I didn't even 
piece together that it was uh, the difference between a 30 second spot on a TV yeah. and like a two and a half minute trailer. But uh, yeah, overall, I, I liked it. Uh, it. Had Chewbacca in it. Uh-huh. Uh, no porgs. This is pre porg. <laughs> yeah. Amanda was uh, when we were in the theaters yesterday, and uh, I don't think she had seen that one yet, but I had seen both of the trailers. And when it came on, and Chewbacca, like, it's Woody Harrelson. He's like, I'm putting a crew together. And Chewbacca does his little roar, which I would attempt, but it would be awful because I'm not good at it. Uh, but when he did that, Amanda was even like, oh, kind of like Chewie's here. That's great. So, yeah, everybody loves <laughs> Chewie. Well, yeah. Everybody gets a Chewie for <laughs> one occasion. <laughs> everybody gets a Chewie. That's that. You everybody heard it gets here first. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we always say. But, yeah, I think that's cool. Uh, uh, I one of my friends at work, Daniel, uh, he's one of my Star Wars buddies. He had mentioned, um, I think it, it bothers him what, uh, I can't remember his name right now, that, the guy that's playing Solo, though, um, like how he looks compared to like Harrison Ford as Solo. And I don't, I don't think it's going to bother me as much. I, I, I keep thinking like it's a prequel, it's whatever. Um, I think that uh, Lando looks really good. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on everybody's names right now, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who plays Lando <laughs> looks good for that uh, role. Donald Glover. Thank you. Yeah, Donald Glover yeah. looks good for that. But I'm like, it's not... It's not uh, really Lando. You know, it's a different actor. That's fine. So I think the same thing. Um, Ald- Aldrin. Nope. Missed it. Uh, uh, whatever. Whoever plays Solo. Uh, he. Lo- I think he looks for the part. He looks good for the part. And uh, and I'm cool with that. So uh, I'm intrigued to see how that all plays out. But the the idea, the ideas they're putting through and, and the visuals for it, I think, are going to be top notch, which is cool. And uh, they had some really inventive stuff going on. So I think that was neat. So I'm pretty pumped for it. Well, good. Um, Alden... It, Aaron? That's why I can't remember. Aaron Reich? <laughs> it's hard. Alden Ehrenreich. What Aaron is this? Reich. Yeah. Boy, that sounds uh, a little uh, 1940s Germany <laughs> uh, for, for my comfort. Um, yeah, uh, Woody Harrelson is in the movie. I know. Uh, but I remember him being in that uh, that group photo, but uh, mm-hmm. not until seeing him in the actual like movie did it click with me that he was he was in it. I know. You know? I forgot. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those weird things. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, overall, I'm excited to see it, um, and I, I don't normally get uh, excited about anything before the uh, uh, the, the current trilogy, mm-hmm. but uh, this one looks good. I'm excited to uh, to watch it. Yeah, it'll be cool. Um, I mean, definitely as a Star Wars fan, I think that'll be neat um, for me, but uh, I'm intrigued for, yeah, for people that are, are new to Star Wars or, um, you know, more casual fans, maybe like you, uh, what mm-hmm. they'll think of these different ones. Like, even my boss, um, who's a, a pretty big Star Wars fan, uh, and so is her husband. Her husband's been excited about these Star Wars stories, like these spinoffs, but she's like, I don't care at all. Like, she's like, I like the, the trilogies that are coming out, like the main canon, but like other than that, she's just like, I don't care. So it's interesting, like even like fans, you know, are kind of divided on if they even want these. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I even heard a story that George Lucas had been working on a, uh, a solo um, like prequel journey or whatever at one point. So it's, this isn't out of the realm of something that he would have made maybe at one point, but it probably would have been way worse. Mm-hmm. So... You know, this is cool. <laughs> cool with me. Well, well uh, speaking of uh, George Lucas possibly making things worse and also prequels, <laughs> yeah, you've recently watched one. Yeah, right? so finally, uh, my buddy James, uh, he had a new projector, so I wanted to go check it out, and I was like, "Hey, I don't have the prequels, and I'm not going to buy them." And he was like, "I have them." So I was like, "Let's let's get together and, and watch episode one." He had never seen it before. He has seen. Wait, what? He, yeah. he owned it, but he yeah. never seen he it. Bought Did it he buy like it in the, the, like uh, a bundle? Yeah, as the bundle, like the six movie bundle. Okay. And because yeah. uh, and he's not a huge Star Wars fan. Like he he likes the original trilogy, I guess. But um, he's only been really recently getting into any of those. And he had seen um, Episode three, I guess, years ago. But he doesn't really remember any of it. 
and uh, but hasn't ever seen episode one or two. So I was like, well, I haven't seen episode one in like well over a decade. Um, you've never seen it. Let's get together and hate ourselves. So we did. And uh, it was awful. We both fell asleep. Uh, so he's got like, I don't know, I'm bad with the kids' ages. He's got like a, I don't know, seven-year-old or something. And so she was like bouncing around the, the whole movie. And she's she's been getting into Star Wars, which is cool. Uh, but she had never seen this one. So um, here's the thing. George Lucas would tell you these movies are kids' movies. And some people argue that Star Wars are kids' movies. And that's kind of fine. But he he took that and went with it, like ran with that really bad badly in the prequels. Um, Jar Jar, uh, at different points, he steps in poop. Um, an animal nearby him farts, and he says, Piusa, which is awful. Um, you, he's, he's a walking racial stereotype. He's, uh, played by a, a black man, but I don't believe a Jamaican black man, even though he has a Jamaican accent for no reason. Uh, you can barely understand him. He makes up words all the time. Uh, he racks himself on a tank at one point and it's just like so over the top silly. And it didn't even keep this child's interests because the entire movie, um, have you even seen, have you seen these, the, the prequels? Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It, it came out when <sighs> I was in, uh, uh, in early high school mm-hmm. and I remember going to see it in theaters. I think we, uh, skipped school, mm. uh, to, to go see well, it. Well, well with and, the uh, time, I think school would have been better. <laughs> but a, a quick aside about going to see this, uh, whenever we were going, um, I do have brown skin yeah. uh, and that does, does play a role in the story. So, uh, all my friends are white. So, uh, we were going to this theater and we all bought a ticket for star Wars episode one. Um, each of my friends, uh, in a single file line, they gave the ticket to the ticket taker. She said theater six, next person toward the ticket, theater six, next person, th- theater six. And then she gets to me, tears the ticket. She goes, theater, Sace. And I swear to God, she said Sace. It was, it was clear. Because I heard her pronounce the word six at least four times before. And this was different. Oh, my so God. I was like, okay. So wow, that, it started off great. Started off great there. Um, that was fantastic. Wow, that really shocked me. <laughs> that is so funny. Where, where did you go see it? Was it in? Do you even have a theater in uh, It was at uh, at the <laughs> God no no we would go see it at the promenade in okay. uh, in Tulsa at uh, yeah the promenade mall yeah there. man so. wow that's uh, cool she yeah she was trying <laughs> she was trying you know? yeah I, I I guess I have to give her credit for that but uh, you know oh, man. I, I'm walking in with a with a pack of gringos so. oh my God <laughs> yeah. that'd be funny yeah I feel like. <laughs> You pull out a poncho and put it on, and like <laughs> you're like, let me get my my gringo friends over there. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so funny. Ooh, yeah. um, okay, so uh, so you'd seen it, so so you're aware that the uh, the wonderful um, story that is episode one is about uh, it, it's children's film, so obviously it's about uh, trade negotiations and mm-hmm. and uh, government shutdowns and senates, obviously. Uh, right, what, just like Monsters, Inc. Yeah, yeah. what else would you do with a, a children's yeah. story? So, uh, right. yeah, so I, we were watching this, and I, I got so bored um, with the whole thing. It just, it just feels different than Star Wars, and the story is just so lame. And then uh, uh, James and I both, like, I, I was excited for a few parts because uh, the few things I will say good about episode one are the design is really cool. The uh, Amidala's uh, makeup and her clothing and stuff are really neat. Um, the ships in particular and Naboo overall are really cool. Um, they have like these yellow ships with like chrome and stuff. And just the way that they're styled are, is really neat. Um, the fight at the end 
with uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul, where he's got his double lightsaber, and they're flying around mm-hmm. everywhere. Duel of the Fates plays in the background. Like, it's a great score. Like, everything about that's awesome. And then I've always been like, oh, well, the pod racing stuff was really cool, and I still think the idea of it was, but that's where he and I first fell asleep. Um, that that scene... First fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. So fell asleep oh, multiple, multiple times. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, dozing in and out. <laughs> That, well, wait, how long, how long is the movie? I, is it like four goddamn hours? I don't know. It's so long. <laughs> I, I left work early that day. I got there. We started maybe like 4.30. I left his house like at 7, 7.15, I think. Um, okay. And it, yeah, obviously, I don't know, some pauses in there too maybe, but it's, it's a long movie. It's, it's like, uh, and it feels way long. So I don't even know how long it is. It, because it just keeps going, and it's like, I can't remember, I'm like, oh, well, they're going to do this battle and this battle, and I'd forget about it at first, but then it, it would show up. Um, but yeah, it's really long. It is. The the runtime is two hours, 16 minutes. Yeah. And it feels so. it feels like three hours, though. Like, legit. You know, some movies, it changes that or whatever. Some short movies feel long, some long movies feel not so long. Not really short, but, you know, not too long. And, and this one feels, you feel every minute of that 200, you know, two hours, 16 minutes, so... Uh, right. yeah, that was rough. Uh, so I, I expected, Oh, I'm going to love the podcast or the, the podcast, the pod racing scene. Um, that scene alone lasts for like 20, 25 minutes. Like it's really long and I might be exaggerating really? like that, but it's, it's legit like 15 or 20. It's, it, yeah. it goes on for a long time and you, you get used to like the noise of the crowd and it just kind of lulled me to sleep. Um, and I fell asleep towards the end of that. And then he like won and I was like, all right, cool. And I woke up a little bit because his his little girl would be playing around and wake us up and stuff because she would like knock something over or whatever. And that's and then I, you know, I'd be like, oh, uh, got to watch this movie. Got to watch this movie. But yeah. Were you laying on each other's tummies like obviously uh, Ross and Joey from Friends? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I'm sorry oh. to say that it's not the only way that you and I watch movies. It's it's all my friends. It's how I watch movies. So well, sure. Yeah. I take no offense. Good. Okay, cool. <laughs> a nap is a nap. <laughs> no, uh, he actually adjusts the, there's a, a Goodwill right by their house and, um, he has a little theater room upstairs, which is really rad, but they had walked in one day and, uh, someone had had two theater, like full on reclining theater chairs with like cup holders and everything, uh, for like a hundred bucks or something really cheap. And so he bought two of them, which is cool. So we had her like our separate seats and she was like playing in the middle. She has like one of those little like game rocking chairs that sits on the floor or whatever. Oh, and yeah. she was, she was turning it upside down and like jungle gymming all over it the whole movie. So she was, you know, bored the whole time. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I was just like, I don't know who this movie's for. It's obviously not a kid's movie. She's bored. Um, it's not for us. Like afterwards too, like we got done and I was like, so what'd you think? And he was like, well, I don't have to watch that ever again. So, you know, that's, that's about where I'm at. You know, I'm glad I watched it again, but holy shit, it was bad. You know, um, watching that, uh, the episode of, uh, my God, that Netflix toy show. I can't oh, think yeah. of the name of it. Uh, no. The Toys That Made Us? Is that what yes. It is? Yeah. Uh, watching that, um, it explains how George Lucas, he originally negotiated the the action figures mm. for Star Wars on the, the first trilogy. Yeah. And it got sold by or to a different company, and they didn't follow up on their agreement. Um, and there's a new Star Wars movie coming out, and that's when he started making money. Yeah. Um, because they didn't there's some some loophole that they didn't stick to mm-hmm. and uh so he he got to uh renegotiate so i wonder if that was just on his mind when he was writing this movie we're talking oh, about yeah. trade deals and like <laughs> making <laughs> making a behind the scenes deal with everything like he's like oh yeah people really like that. <laughs> not easy being green uh well so some people have accused him of putting things in his movies 
to sell toys. But I like the fact that you've gone even further and are like, he was in a trade dispute and he's pulling that yes. in. That, that's what I like. That's different. <laughs> I haven't heard that before. Um, but yeah, all the droids and stuff in this one, there's like multiple types and there's like ones with like different painted things. And I bought them all the time because I was really into this movie when I was younger. And uh, mm-hmm. there's like the little uh, droid, like pre-stormtrooper droids. And there's like a general and he has like yellow on him. I was like, I got to have the yellow one. And I got to have the normal one and I got to have the round ones and all this stuff. So, yeah, he definitely was packing all of those in. <laughs> now, how were the the special effects upon rewatching it? Because I, re- I remember when I saw it originally um, well, in theaters and then also I, it was kind of around the time where um, whenever a teacher would have a movie to play during mm-hmm. class, they would play Phantom Menace or at least part of it. Yep. So I feel like I, I saw the pod racing scene mm-hmm. several, several times yep. just because of like how the class like time. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that would like fit right in there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I remember thinking it was cool at the time. But, you know, I, I remember thinking that the monkeys in Jumanji looked cool <laughs> at the time as well. And they just look like straight up garbage <laughs> at this point. So how do the how does the CGI yeah, stack up? Some of it's better than others. Um, so for one, there are multiple versions of episode one, even that he's gone back and like fixed things. So um, <laughs> good Lord. The, uh, yeah. So uh, I was wondering what version he had because um, I haven't seen it in a long time. But when they first film episode one, they did Yoda as a puppet to follow like what he was in Return of the Jedi and everything. And then afterwards, the, at, for, for the rest of the series, um, sp- especially episode two, where Yoda actually like fights and stuff and he's like moving around a ton. They were like, yeah, we're going to do the CGI. So they went back to episode one, like just like two years later, I think, after it released. It was really quick. And they like painted over that puppet and made him CGI. So that's the version I saw this time. And uh, and it wasn't so bad because Yoda doesn't move around a lot. I'm, I'm curious in episode two um, how he'll look because he's moving around so much. And I think the CGI is not going to be good enough for it. But uh, it looks OK. But uh, the pod wrestling scene, I think, was pretty good. Um, some of the other stuff is really, really bad. Um like Jar Jar <clears throat> cracked me up because he has like wrinkles and like texture to his skin, but it looks like yeah. his neck is completely smooth. You just like see wrinkles painted on it like a wallpaper. Like there's not oh, okay. really any texture, you know, 3D texture there, which they've gotten really good at lately. And uh, yeah, so yeah. it just looks like a skin, you know, on a, a smooth figure essentially. And that stuff stuck out, like, really bad whenever we were watching this time. So, yeah, hit or miss, uh, way more in the miss department. So, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's one scene. <clears throat> so Star Wars will do these things, and fans get mad about it. Uh, Last Jedi did a lot of this where, like, things would happen, and, and fans would be like, that's never happened before or whatever. In the, last, uh, in the Phantom Menace, they, they do things with the Jedi that, like, we've never seen before. And you have to imagine that like the only real Jedi we've seen, uh, in the original trilogy were like Obi-Wan and Yoda and they're both old. And then Luke is like a new type of Jedi where he kind of trained himself. And so maybe he doesn't know everything or can't do all the cool stuff that they can do. So this is like the first version you get where you get like the Jedi are everywhere and like Qui-Gon and and Obi-Wan are like, you know, amongst hundreds or thousands of these in the galaxy or whatever. And so maybe they know things that others can't, but there's a scene where they're like, oh, their droid's coming. We need to get away. And you just see like a blur, like like literally like the flash. And I was like, what happened? And the droids go around the corner, which is like 10 steps away from them. And the Jedi are way down the hallway, 
like as if they can run as fast as the flash. And it was like, where'd that come from? And the effect was awful. And James was like, wait a second, they can do that. And I was like, I guess so. I don't remember that. I don't, I don't know what's happening. That doesn't happen. <laughs> they can't run away yeah, that they fast. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, like that would look yeah. so silly. Um, and if they could do that, then they could probably win everything. Like they were just, they're literally just superheroes then. So, and maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. But that, yeah, so that definitely some, uh, some weird effects in there that don't make sense uh, and weren't that great. But, it was a it was a weird experience to watch this again. I'm, yeah. sure. I'm sure. Jar Jar was way worse than I expected. Uh, how was Darth Maul in this? Because I remember yeah. him being the best part. Uh, yeah, short lived, <laughs> but yeah. uh, still the best part. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so Darth Maul, I think, is a great character, and I, it's one of those ones that it, it's almost like he was wasted on that film. I wish we could have seen more of him, and um, apparently, like, uh, spoiler alert for Episode One or whatever, but he he gets cut in half. And you think like, oh, that's the end of Darth Maul and that sucks. But he shows up again, like in the Clone Wars cartoon or something like that, mm-hmm. where he's got like a, uh, um, a robotic lower half now, I guess. Um, and uh, so I'm like, that's cool. And I guess there's like more of his race um, as well on the world, which around the galaxy, which is cool. Um, but yeah, he was he was really cool. But it, it felt like a missed opportunity. Every time I see it now or think about it, I'm like, damn, like. That was so cool. The the dual lightsabers is fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray Park, who plays him, is awesome. He played Toad in the original X Men movie, and uh, yeah. he shows up in lots of different stuff. He's like a martial arts coordinator, uh, not coordinator, but a choreographer and stuff. And uh, so he's he great. Was Snake Eyes in the oh, GI Joe yeah. movies, as right well. on. Yeah, I was gonna say he shows up in like these random roles, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's he's great. He's a great uh, fight choreographer as well. Um, it looked really rad. But uh, yeah, it kind of felt like a missed opportunity. That I wish we could have gotten more of him in the world. So yeah, may he rest in peace. Yeah, <laughs> I did have a funny story about that. Every time I, I think about him now too, and I saw him again, cause when he first shows up and the like, marketing for him was great too, but he just looks like badass. but he looks like a, you know, like a demon, like a devil or whatever. He's got all this yeah. black and red and the horns and everything like that. So when this movie came out and I was super into it, uh, I was young and then dumb. I didn't understand. Um, but I loved it so much. And I had this poster of him on the, on my wall and my mom, who was really religious, uh, kept talking about it like she didn't like it and one time made me take it off my wall and uh, she was like I don't agree with this I don't like it looks like the devil I don't like it in my house and I was like but it's it's Star Wars it's a character like this is stupid it's not that devil I was so mad yeah. about it and so I went and I took it in my dad's shop and I put it up there for a little bit so it was out of her house but I could still have it up and uh, I don't remember it being up that long uh, in there but I, I had it out there at least I remember for a long time because she wouldn't let me keep it up now, was it an actual, like, photo of Ray Park or Ray Park as Darth Maul? Yeah, it was. Or was it the Drew Struzan it, poster? No, it wasn't something cool like that. It was like, um, I mean, it still have them around like now, but definitely uh, in our youth. You know, like a Scholastic Book Fair poster where you'd go, and it's like oh, yeah. Darth Maul in the center, but he's also in the corners, and it's like <laughs> it's like something like really, it has like a red background with, like, lines through it and, like, just like a yeah. goofy design. Like, yeah, just something stupid like a kid would have. it. I think it even said, like, Darth Maul on it, you know? Um, I had like a bunch of those random posters when I was young because I was super cool. So yeah, which is like one like that. Star Wars porn parody, <laughs> Girth Mole. <laughs> it works everywhere, man. I've got one porn joke, and uh, I will be using it throughout this episode. Absolutely. Um, the uh, I, I've got a, another thing. Uh, you're jarring my memory on this. Uh, at the time this movie came out, I was working at Pizza Hut, uh-huh. and there was a Star Wars promotion going on there. And we had these cups where it looked like the the clothing of uh, a character, mm-hmm. um, and I I wanted one just because I was 
like 16 at the time and I wanted a free thing. Mm-hmm. So the one I got was Mace Windu, which is <laughs> yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. And uh, I was like, I don't even know who this guy is in this movie. <laughs> like, but okay. <laughs> and uh, and I had that, that like cup topper for a long time. It was like an actual like plastic, like heavy, <laughs> like bust of whatever character. And this was Samuel L. Jackson. So I was, and it has a little like hole in the back of it to where you could jam a, a straw into the back of, Samuel L. Jackson. Wait, like so into his head? That might be... Uh, no, it's like his back. Oh, like yeah. Like the back yeah. of his Stab neck him right in the back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, it's that might be why he's my favorite actor. I've, uh, <laughs> I've formed a bond. I've, I've drank out of the back of his neck like a vampire. So awesome. uh, that that might be it. And also, uh, whenever that movie came out that weekend, uh, one of my coworkers there, I asked him about it. And uh, I was asking him about the different characters and everything. And I said... So what's the deal with Jar Jar? Because I, I knew a lot of people were talking about him or mm. whatever. I go, what's the deal with Jar Jar? And he looks at me, he goes, Jar Jar Binks? Like there was another Jar Jar? <laughs> like there's ever been any other Jar Jar? That's awesome. I was like, no, Jar Jar McGillicuddy. Of course, Jar Jar Binks. Of course. Come on, what's man. Up with it? But uh, but yeah, so... Um, well, for, for Mace Window, I was... Uh, he doesn't really do much in episode one, but and the rest of the movies, you know, he does more. But uh, if anything, for Sam Jackson, but also his purple lightsaber, I would think he would be, like, one of your favorite characters from Star Wars. Because uh, if you had a lightsaber, it would definitely be purple. It'd be purple. Yeah. I'm all about that purple, and that's a, something we'll be talking about later uh, oh, as well. Oh, nice. So yeah, absolutely. I'm all about that perp. Perp. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we, we plan to watch the uh, uh, episode two on Tuesday. Oh, no. <laughs> so this will keep going. <laughs> it's going to be rough. <laughs> I, I'm curious to see what you think. You'll, we'll definitely have to talk about it on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, because uh, <sighs> <laughs> it, it, it could really go either way for yeah. you. Uh, I've only seen the episode two and three, I think maybe one time each. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't stick with me at all. Um, I know yeah, kind of like that with me. I want to say, I want to say Hayden Panettiere is in it, but it's uh, <laughs> different Hayden. Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. He's in it. So I think she might've done uh, a better job. <laughs> she might have been more convincing at yeah. least, right? <laughs> oh man. Uh, I'm intrigued. Uh, the one thing I told James after he was like, yeah, I'm never going to watch that again. I was like, well, they do get progressively better. Uh, episode two is better than one episode three. Actually I've heard episode three kind of holds up still. It has like a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's above 50, uh, as opposed to the uh-huh. others that are, um, I think thirties and forties or something like that. So, um, I'm intrigued, but, and he's seen three before, so it, it's darker and, uh, I'm intrigued cause I don't remember really where these go. I, at the time I was into these for a few years and, um, quickly realized after that that they are, really don't hold a candle to the original Star Wars and they don't really fit at all and, and how bad they really were. And uh, definitely as a, an adult revisiting them now, it's like, yeah, they aren't good. So I'm tentatively looking forward to it, uh, but we'll see. So yeah, Tuesday for episode two and then the following week we're going to try episode three. So I'll let you know. This is a, this is a hell of a challenge I know it. you've given yourself. I must hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm looking it up on iTunes, and it looks like, according to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 55% for the Phantom Menace. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was, I thought they were definitely that, below th- uh, 50. What is the What's the third movie called? Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Let me. Okay, there we go. That's uh, out of order here. Uh, that is. And hold. And we're all set to hold. All set to I hold. was just watching that. <laughs> uh, let's see. 
Or See, Rotten that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy high. For Revenge of the Sith. I, I and it's funny because often, yeah, but if you look at the uh, if you click on Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. on iTunes, the image that it pulls up is uh, Darth Vader in costume, mm-hmm. which, as we know, was the bulk of the movie. He's in costume, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what Attack of the Clones is. That is a sixty-six percent. So I yeah. guess. They do. They go up like a, a letter grade, and and almost the last one almost gets to a B. That's interesting, but uh, yeah, but yeah. So they should get better. I really thought they were like way lower than that. That's interesting, but uh, yeah, seventy nine. I mean, that's really high. That's crazy. I'm oh man, I'm really intrigued. I'm not gonna think that's a seventy nine. <laughs> I can guarantee it. But no. <laughs> I can tell already just from looking at. Because I would say like I don't remember what I gave uh, like Rogue One or what I would give that out of ten, but like I would definitely think that would be. 60s, 70 range to me, and that was Rogue One, and that was hands, you know, hands? <laughs> hands better? There's something there. That was hands. hands, hands. Ha- ha- I don't know. It's a new rating tier. <laughs> Somewhere in between uh, pizza and Sam Adams for you. It's like this. The movie is hands. Hands. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, so right. so. You got a wobbly yeah. hand. There you go. <laughs> now a four point skill. <laughs> Just threw a sneak one in there. That's good. Um, but yeah, Rogue One was way better than that, so I can't imagine. Uh, this will be interesting, but yeah, I'm intrigued to watch the rest of them. I know they'll get better. Um, things uh, things were as bad or worse than I remembered. I had heard that Jar Jar isn't as bad as you expected. I had read an article about that um, once, and when I rewatched it, I was like, no, he's worse. Um, way worse. <laughs> <laughs> he's hard to understand. He's, his point is useless. It, it's all awful. Um, but some of the some of the things are really cool. Does he, does Jar Jar, Jar Jar Binks, sorry. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, does Jar Jar Binks, does he look uh, kind of gummy whenever he's walking or whatever? Because I know it wasn't until relatively yeah. recently that they figured out how to capture an actor's performance. Well. And before that, it, they, they look kind of goofy. As I've, so he's CG, but it was, I don't, I'm trying to remember the guy, the guy, I've seen the guy like in the makeup and everything like that, but it's like he had like a fake Jar Jar head attached, like a real a real physical head, like a prop on his head to make him as tall as he was or whatever. And so he already was walking kind of weird and gangly and stuff. So I don't know. It definitely looks weird. Like he's hunched over and stuff, but it's like they make it look like, oh, it's a character choice. So it's all kind of weird. And I mainly paid attention to like his, like his clothing is not good on him and stuff. Like it's, it's just clearly not ready for like a full 3d character. We only just now got ready for a full 3d character. You know, I think this year (laughs) or this last year was like the first one I was like, man, that really was passable. Um, that really, really good, legit. But, uh, yeah, it was just kind of all weird. I don't know. Uh, he, he didn't look good. Um, so many of the effects didn't look good. A few of them were okay, but, uh, I'm glad that I, I watched it and I'm glad that I'll, I'll never have to again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> if you ever get the it. desire later to in life i know. always refer back to episode 31 of our podcast That's, yeah and, uh, you talk yourself exactly yeah i should because i this is kind of why i like doing like we're doing a lot of movies that i've seen before or we've seen before but it's putting it out on the record and now i have a, a record of that i can look back and be like yeah don't do it again steven so steven listen back to this and don't do that again <laughs> send, a, send a message to yourself yeah. in a time capsule this is it oh man well all right so should we move yeah. on to the main topic at hand let's here? get it get after it man black panther came out this year uh just a couple of days ago yep. as a matter of fact uh, it's the 18th film in the marvel cinematic oh, wow. universe um which blows my mind yeah uh the, the mcu started back in 2008 and here we are 
18 films in 10 years later and uh pretty impressive That's really pretty awesome impressive yeah. how far we've gotten <laughs> so um do you want to take us through the yeah. the whole i thing? i volunteered to <laughs> to going? butcher the names here yes um <laughs> some of them are easy some of them are gonna be hard uh, so uh, this was directed by ryan coogler and written by ryan coogler and joe robert cole and you're doing well so far i know i feel pretty good about it <laughs> now uh, t- uh t'challa or black panther is uh was played by chadwick boseman eric stevens or in jakata jadaka uh, they don't. They barely say that name. That's. I feel like that one I can mm. forgive because uh, they barely say that one. Or, or Killmonger uh, was played by Michael B. Jordan, and I have questions about Killmonger because uh, I thought that was a uh, an interesting name. <laughs> but uh, uh, Nakia, T'Challa's former lover and a spy in the world for Wakanda, was uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, and then this one I, I can't remember him from the movie uh, uh, or her. Sorry, uh, Okuye. Okoye? Okoye. Okoye. Yeah. Um, so she was the head of the, the Dora Milaje, uh, which I ever I also don't remember ever hearing him say in there, but uh, the uh, all-female special forces group was, was fucking badass, and I can't wait to talk yes. about them. They were amazing. Okay. So that was uh, Denai Guerrera. Uh, Shuri, T'Challa's sister, was Letitia Wright. Uh, Wakabi, um, T'Challa's confidant and best friend, was Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Um, previously of uh, Get Out, uh, which he was uh, great in this as well, I think. Um, I was so excited to see him on. on oh, screen. I know it was so great. Oh, yeah, um, Everett K. Ross, uh, CIA agent by Martin Freeman. Uh, Mbaku, uh, head of the Jabari, was Winston Duke. Ramonda Chachala's mom was Angela Bassett. Zuri, Forrest Whitaker, and Claw was Andy Serkis. And there are a bunch more in there, uh, minor more minor characters, but that's uh, most of them. So uh, actually felt better about that than I uh, did writing it down. I was like, I am screwed. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of apostrophes there in are. this uh, character That's list. It's hard for me to, yeah, um, for my mouth to form that. Uh, like right. an L apostrophe something. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's weird. I'll be honest. I was thrown off by Leticia. Uh, I didn't know. Uh, oh, yeah. I've never seen that name written down. I've heard it uh-huh. before, but uh, never, never seen it. But um, yes, so I figure we can get into um, a spoiler-free portion. Sure. So until we say so, We'll, we'll be spoiler-free. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you can still listen for a while, uh, and we'll give you a, a warning to where you can yeah. pause the podcast and then go see the movie, come back, listen to it, and give us a five-star review. <laughs> so, In that order. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's just talk about the general theater experience because this is one of my favorite things. Uh, it's become one for mine. In particular. Yeah. Uh, so um, I... Did <laughs> just real quick was your was your experience good or bad um it was okay it was bad but i okay. i'm in a better mindset now <laughs> okay uh, let me go first okay. because i think yours is more more exciting so we went to go see it at the the warren theater mm-hmm. same place that you and i saw it and baby driver um and there they've got a whole like presentation thing uh they've got that as i've mentioned before on the, the previous uh, on a previous podcast uh episode They've got a, a screen that shows the like all the the bullshit like with uh, Maria Menounos talking oh, yeah. about here's stuff that's coming up and all of that stuff and coke commercials and all of that shit. After that's over, the screen goes blank and then the curtains draw closed and the the voice of the theater telling you about <laughs> upcoming movies. And uh, then they on whatever episode I, I was talking about that on last, they it was just that guy 
talking, and then the curtains opened again. There was no anything in between. Mm. Uh, on this, once he was done talking, it did the little like light show thing, and it started playing the Avengers score. Oh, and I was like, "Fuck yes, okay. man!" They fucking yeah. nailed it, and I knew it as soon as they, it started playing. And the colors were coordinated. Uh, it started out with like blue and red, alternating blue and mm-hmm. red on the. Uh, the curtains and then a green and purple and once it got to green and purple I was like i see what they're doing here that's cool this is this is marvel specific yeah. so they they really put that's some effort awesome. into it and i'm not familiar enough with enough scores yeah. to catch that i know they do that on the star wars mm-hmm. movies that's cool um but that music is so iconic that how could you yeah. not you know but for um screenings of other franchises um i don't know <laughs> i don't know if uh if they play something like that before a Fast and Furious movie where it's just like uh, T-Pain uh, <laughs> singing uh-huh. or whatever and they've got colored lights for it. But uh, regardless, uh, I thought that part was awesome. It really just like puts you in the mood to, to watch this movie. Um, then after that's done, the curtains open and it begins the trailers and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, that was my experience. I had I mean, that's awesome, it. yeah. It was fantastic, I, yeah. So, I thought you were going to say that they did the American, uh, like like when we were there, uh, like American flag thing over it, and like the star-spiggled banner and all this stuff. And I was like, if anything, like do like Wakanda, like do something for Wakanda, like their colors <laughs> or whatever, you know, that'd be really cool. So it's awesome that they actually kind of went that way with uh, the Marvel stuff. Yeah. That's awesome, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so ours, um, we got in there, and it was really weird because we showed up like um, – just like five minutes before it was supposed to start and we had a reserved seats and our entire row uh, wasn't there yet and the row ahead of us the entire row wasn't there yet and we were like okay that's weird because we had some friends that wanted to go but i could see online they were already reserved around us so i was like i know people are here they're just not showed up yet so right as the movie started a group came to our, our left and all sat down on a row they had that whole section and they had a toddler and a baby and then the group came to our our right, and it was uh, it was me, Amanda, and our friend Obima, and the people to the right, and they had a baby, uh, so or like a toddler, and so we were like surrounded by them, and I was like, great. But I've been in a better mood lately. I've been trying to like let things go, like in general, like traffic and shopping, and whatever, just like letting people be people and not getting so frustrated. Um, even though all the same shit happens, I just you know try not to let it bother me as much. Uh, but Amanda the whole time was just like like done with it um because the the little girl to our left kept um you know making little baby sounds and stuff the whole movie and and to to their credit and to our fault we i like to go to early morning showing so we went at like 10 50 in the morning so fair enough you know um it's an early morning show i get it it made me think though that when i worked at alamo draft house um and, and they do this to this day or whatever they have like mommy screenings where they only like dim the lights they don't t- fully turn them down and you can it's meant mm-hmm. for like moms to go in there like with like with kids and stuff they can't get a babysitter and they can still watch a movie but you don't have to leave and there's a lot of other people like that so it's you know it kind of fits that that mold and and for this um it's like i get it but it's like you couldn't find a babysitter or like Clearly, these it's like a group of women that wanted to come see the movie together, and one of them has a baby, and like another has a toddler or whatever, or one had both. Um, and it's just like children are not – they can't sit still that long. They can't not make noise. Like it, I've never I've never been next to a child that was just quiet the entire movie. You know, I've never – I thought about mm-hmm. this. I've never been next to someone that didn't walk out with their child during the movie, So which <laughs> they did. Um, and to their credit, they did. Well, it's because you're sitting there with a trench coat, and when the child starts <laughs> making noise, you you whisper over to the parent, Psst, and then 
you pull out a vial of acid from the trench coat and you point at the child. I mean, yeah, that's so. it's a subtle gesture, but yeah, it's one that I have to do, obviously. So, um, yeah, she, they they kept getting up and like standing in the aisle, like you know, towards the the wall or whatever, which was fine, I guess. Um, but uh, and like trying to like you know console the baby and 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 they'd be quiet, but then they'd sit back down and it would get loud again. So finally, she left. Um, for a little bit, like 15 minutes towards the end. And then she came back and I was like, fuck. And then she just grabbed her purse and like fully left the movie. And I was like, all right, rad. So at least you're, you're cooler in my book for that. But I tried to let it go. But, um, the, the little person, (laughs) 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 as I said that, I realized, wait a second. I just don't know if it's a girl or boy. That's all I meant. Uh, the little kid to our right. Part uh, of the lollipop gold, either way, I get it. I see what you're little saying. The little kid to our right um, just got restless and started, like, crawling all over her dad's legs. Uh, it's, like, rec- like big recliner chairs that we're in there. And uh, so his legs were up and, like, climbing all over. And apparently afterwards we found out that um, she had, like, grabbed our friend Obima and was like, I'm coming in your lap. And Obima was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, so she was just all <laughs> over the place, or, or he, whatever. Um, and uh, so that was kind of annoying on both fronts but i was trying to let it go for the most part but amanda kept giving little glares here and there and stuff so um but i think it's harder with uh with a parent um and a child it's i i can't get mad at them as much as an adult where i'm like you're you're an adult you're being rude with your phone or you're talking whatever and i can i can shush you or something but i'm like a child like i'm not going to do anything that parents just going to get mad so I, I feel it's a little more gray area and i don't really know what to do with it anyway so i was kind of glad that i wasn't that upset about it uh, but still definitely annoying. So um, what really sucked about it, though, was there there are entire scenes that I have no idea what anybody said because I couldn't focus on anything but the child talking. So, like, towards the end, like, I won't spoil it, but there's just, like, a quieter scene where they're talking about, uh, like, Chitala and, and his sister and or something like that or his lover or whatever, like, talking about something, and I was like, I lost everything they just said. I would get it through context or the next scene, like, what they're going to do. But I don't really under I don't really know what they said anymore, so that kind of sucks, and it'll be interesting to watch that again. Um, but overall, it was just more annoyance, not so, not so bad, I guess. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, on the the screen that we watched, it had that uh, concave yeah. screen that kind of bowed sure. out a little bit, and as it was showing the the previews, you know, it has that green like rated for all or like general yeah. audiences or whatever. Down at the very bottom, I could see that the text was like rolling off of the screen like the the middle part of the text so you can just see like the beginning of the sentence at the Uh very end of it um, down at the very bottom and I thought hmm I've never noticed that before and the we were sitting fairly close to the the front of the the theater Um, we didn't realize how close till we actually Mm. got in there my wife is is short not quite the the little person (laughs) that was sitting next to you but uh, she and we were sitting behind some people who weren't like outrageously tall but for her sitting behind these people, it, it oh, blocked shit. a lot of the uh, the subtitles that she oh, was seeing. Yeah, okay. The subtitles seemed a little bit low to me, but I don't think that's really the the uh, director's yeah. fault. I think it's just how it was projected Sounds on that like. particular type of screen. So, uh, and it was even difficult for me to see some of the text. Like I could see like portions yeah. of it, and I just had to try to mentally make up the word that this guy's head was mm. blocking. Uh, most of it was uh, girth. <laughs> you just so, felt like. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made sense through context, like you said. But, uh, I'm like rolling but yeah, through my head uh, like, the, T'Challa, no, you need to get out in the world in girth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, otherwise, you know, uh, had, a, had a good time there. Um, did you see it in 2D or 3D? 2D. Okay, yeah. I figured as much. Uh, yeah, what about you? 
Uh, we saw it in 3D. Uh, yeah. As we were sitting there, uh, my wife Brandy asked me if if you were seeing it in 2D or 3D, and I said, mm. you know, I didn't ask him ahead of time, but probably 2D because yeah. that's that's what he typically likes to do. And she was surprised by that mm. because she figured you would want the full like experience of mm-hmm. that. Um, and I don't know that we've ever like actually discussed that on the the podcast, but is there a particular reason? For that, yeah, I mean, I used to be super into 3D whenever Avatar came out, um, and I was I was really into all that stuff. Um, so James, on a, on a separate note too, uh, got that new projector. That's why I was going over to watch episode one. But he had bought my old projector. I bought it back from him, and so I have that again now. And and it has 3D capabilities. That's why I bought that projector um, years and years ago. And it has like this separate box that uh, I had bought specifically for it, where I spent a lot of money. And he bought one from the UK for like ten dollars because it's so old now. Uh, so I have that again, and I was kind of excited about it because I was like, yeah, I haven't really watched anything in 3D in a while, and it used to look pretty good. Um, so th- there are aspects of that I like, um, but I've what, at the time, especially, and then now, I've I've been more into uh, natively shot 3D and not the post conversion, mm-hmm. which is pretty much all anybody does anymore. And I know it's gotten better. So I'm curious about how it looked to you. And, uh, afterwards, uh, our, our friend Obima that went with us, she had said like, she wondered, like, she was like, man, I bet this looked really killer in 3D. And there are a lot of scenes in this that I think would have worked really well. Like for some reason, the way this movie was shot, which was gorgeous. Um, I think the 3D would have stood out. Um, so I'm curious about it, but overall, um, for one, like the cost, the extra money, I just don't really care. Um, and I've, I've gone to a few that I like and sometimes where I just feel it's distracting. Um, I don't get like headaches so much, um, like some people do with this and it doesn't like really distract me, but, uh, I just kind of got out of the, the 3d game for a little bit. Uh, it just doesn't, uh, intrigue me as much as it once did. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it, it basically became like a fad, like it, it always has been when it comes up again. Uh, even though I know James Cameron still wants to make this work, uh, and do all that. We'll see with avatar, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight that he's writing now or whatever. Um, if he'll do it again, you know, but, uh, but for, for right now, yeah, it just doesn't intrigue me as much. So yeah, I just don't really go to him, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious what you thought of it for sure. Um, you know, I always forget, I forget every time I go see a movie in in three at, uh, at that theater. Now the, uh, the 3d glasses are so boxy Mm -hmm. that you can really just see like, whatever is in that screen and because we were sitting so close there's a lot of like head moving back and forth mm-hmm. i mean we weren't like front row or anything but, yeah um it was hard to take in the whole like screen sure um, from from where we were the the other thing with those glasses is it limits your peripheral vision yeah uh, which is is good and bad um because you know if you've got something going on to the left or right of you yeah that you may not want to see it can help with that but also i like to see my wife's reactions to, mm-hmm. to certain things yeah um and i have to like turn my head like all the way to the side like, <laughs> like a stare fucking, at her yeah like an owl <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh turn it all the way back so yeah. um it, just a a minor thing there but the uh, the 3d for the most part um i don't know if it's just this particular theater or these glasses or the combination thereof but the overall experience, I mean, it was fine. Um, mm-hmm. There was only one thing that really like stood out to me is like, wow, they really did a good job with that. And that's when uh, the the jet that you see in the the trailer, mm-hmm. um, that like hover jet that they're in, uh, it flies through um, like a, a cavern of sorts, mm-hmm. um, uh, where the, the the waterfall is like splitting apart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's flying mm-hmm. through there, and I thought that looked really nice like the the depth there was really well done yeah some of the other stuff uh it looked fine but it's not 
not not anything that I absolutely had to see. Yeah, yeah. But you, I, I know you like to go see these first in 3D at the theater to kind of get that experience, right? So. Yeah, 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 because that's probably the only time I'll ever have that, yeah. that experience. So Which is cool. I, yeah, I think that's a good it. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I, there, there's some spoiler scenes I don't want to bring up now, but I'm curious how they looked. Um, so when we get into it later, if I remember, I'll try to ask you about them. Or, or if there's anything that stood out to you other than that you just don't want to say right now, uh, please bring it up. Well, yeah, curious. the part where he kills Batman. Uh, was, what? Oh, sh- fuck. <laughs> Speaking of, the other day I was talking to uh, this girl, Sylvia, at work, and uh, she's not a huge Marvel fan, but she watches you know, some of them and everything, and we were talking about different ones. I'm she, sorry, you're friends with her? Uh, a little bit. Here's the thing. So, uh, she, she, I brought up something about like, oh, are, are you, do you like the Marvel movies? Cause she was, we were talking about a few of them and the Black Panther coming out and she was like, well, I don't know. I don't really like Superman and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so you're one of those people. <laughs> She's cool overall, but, uh. Down a peg, you know. No, Look, so. I, you know, I can't, I can't falter <laughs> for that. You know, it's a, it's an acquired taste, yeah, for sure. Uh, that most of society has acquired, but hey, you know, it's not, Whatever. not for her. It's, it's fine. fine. It's cool. It's cool. Her it's thing, cool. she would say, uh, she's from Moldova, the uh, tiny um, former uh, uh, Russian Federation uh, country of Moldova. Uh, so uh, maybe she just doesn't know better. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But she's been here for like six years, so she should. I don't know. No excuses. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Again, no no spoilers, but yeah. there are two after credit scenes mm-hmm. uh, for people to to stay through. One uh, mid credits and then one post credits. Yeah. So stay all the way through the uh, the end credits to uh, to do that. Um, what what would you give this movie as far as an overall rating? Would uh, you say pizza, man? Pizza, pizza for okay. sure. Yeah, pepperoni and sausage. <laughs> That's a good thing for me. So yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'd give this movie dinosaurs. This movie is awesome. uh, straight up dinosaurs. Um, to be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. uh, I, I did have a few flaws with it. Um, okay. I, I think the, uh, the movie is, is well hyped for some people. Um, it, it might've been a, a little overhyped for my personal taste, mm-hmm. uh, but I do have specific reasons for that. And, uh, it very well could be because I'm being a uh, a shit bitch about it, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I've I've got a, a couple of nits for it. But overall, okay. uh, I, I liked it, and it's it's a it's a movie that had me thinking quite a bit afterward mm-hmm. um, and trying to piece some things together. And yeah. I found myself liking it more upon reflecting on it than actually when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's similar to me to how I first saw Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. where I liked it. But it didn't really sink in until um, afterward, uh-huh. and especially upon watching it a second time after yeah. I bought it, that that was like, oh, okay, I see, I see what they're doing with sure. these characters and everything. So, uh, but yeah, definitely dinosaur pizza. Yeah, uh, you, you have the Eltas seal of approval. <laughs> so definitely go check out the movie. Yeah, uh, I'm intrigued to, to hear your your nits because um, mm-hmm. I honestly don't have a whole lot. Uh, it was more more just about the overall feeling of it. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, I, I forgot to write down the Rotten Tomatoes score on here. I think it's at uh, 97 right now. Uh, Amanda looked up yesterday. It'd been like a 98. Um, it'd been a hundred for a little bit, but, uh, um, I think that's a little high, but not too high. Uh, I think like, uh, some of the other ones, like a 92 or whatever I could, I could go for, but, uh, I'm intrigued to, uh, um, to hear like other people's points of this too. Like I like to go back and, you know, look at reviews and stuff and I haven't really done that yet. So now that I, I've seen it, I want to go back and read some stuff and see what people say about it. But, uh, overall for me, I think I, I liked, 
I liked it all. Um, there was nothing really that I would I would really say like, oh, I didn't like that. So I'm curious. Maybe maybe some of the things you'll bring up though, I'll be like, yeah, I kind of I kind of thought the same thing. So. Uh, and you are correct. I just looked it up. Black Panther is at 97% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's a little bit high, but mm-hmm. overall, um, definitely needs to be in that, uh, that 90s, yeah. uh, maybe uh, lower mid-90s range. There. Yeah. Um, again, for my personal taste. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. we're not reviewers. We're certainly not paid reviewers. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, take that with a grain of salt if you'd like. But um yeah, should we jump into spoilers and yeah, let's do it. Get get dirty with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knocked over my little uh, Chala Funko Pop oh, here. Oh, that uh, badass looking. This is uh, it is. Um, this is one of my uh, first Funko Pops here. Nice. Uh, and uh, I just love the costume so much. And that's one of my my small little nits is they changed the costume from Civil War to this one. Okay. You see the the Civil War costume uh, at the beginning of this movie, but. Um, he, he changes it and the, uh, I kind of like the, the head, uh, the helmet mm. a little bit more on the original one than, uh, than the new one. But by the end of the movie, I got used to it. Wasn't, wasn't really a big deal. Uh, See, I am uh, filing a lawsuit, but other than that, <laughs> I need to, I need to look at the differences like a, like a side by side online, because, um, one of the things I forgot to ask you about when we were reviewing the Avengers was uh, you had brought up to me um, previously that cap suit is kind of weird um, in the as far as I remember in the Avengers versus like um, Captain America two onwards. Oh um, yeah, that his suit is like really kind of like it's like brighter or like uh, less textured and stuff. I don't remember what all your complaints were about it, but yeah, I I like that suit in the first Avengers movie when it first came out. Yeah, but then after Winter Soldier came out, I was like. Oh no! Yeah, that's that's much better. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um, before going to see Black Panther, I watched Civil War on oh, Friday cool. night, uh-huh. and then we saw Black Panther on uh, Saturday afternoon, um, just so I could get that uh, that Panther. I know. I thought Panther about preview, it. you know. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the the current like modern version of Captain America's costume uh, is is like the best one. Uh, mm-hmm. The the one from the Avengers is very like spandexy. Yeah, and it having his exposed chin there, uh, it just looks a little bit weird. Yeah, um, and I remember being uh, slightly annoyed uh, on my first couple of viewings of the Avengers, where Cap's um, hood comes off towards the end of the film, but mm-hmm. that was like a superhero thing. You have to show the actor's face towards the the climax of the the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So now it doesn't bother me because yeah, I'm like, yeah. get rid of that fucking cowl. It looks, yeah, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm intrigued because at the time I didn't really notice that. Like I, I knew that he got a different suit in the other movies and stuff, but mm-hmm. um, it was really like you pointing it out to me. So I haven't obviously like this was a new suit. Um, they go into a big part of that, whatever. But I don't really notice the like the helmet, especially the differences. So I'm intrigued to, to look at that online. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of looks a little bit, I want to say a little bit more cat-like, but not by much. I think it's really like the, the nose and the side of the face looks a little bit slimmer uh-huh. somehow. But uh, I, again, it's just a, a small little thing, yeah. and I got used to it by the, the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually made some notes last cool. night uh, as, as I was trying to remember yeah. things. Uh, and there were a couple of things where I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. And then I had to cross it out because it's like, oh, yeah, because this. Okay, so cool. I, That's like, good. I solved my own problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, if I can stress anything, it's uh, clearly this movie is smarter than I am uh, <laughs> because it wasn't until later I was I was uh, figuring things out. Um, 
and, and some of the connections between certain things or why certain things were done. Yeah. Um, do you have notes? No, uh, I thought about that about halfway through the movie that I was like, I hope I hope I remember some of this stuff because I am not going to be able to write notes. <laughs> I didn't even think about it afterwards either, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see what you wrote down, um, and I'm sure it'll it'll spark some memories of mine as well. So sure, sure. Um, tell you what, let me um, let's start let's start with the uh, the stuff that uh, that bothered me real yeah, quick. Go for it, and we'll go through that because again, I don't think it's anything that's that's major. Um, it's not. Uh, this is not going to be a Wonder Womaning of this film. Yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, the one of the things that uh, that stood out to me was uh, the score, um, and yeah. I, I was thinking in terms of like uh, because this is a a comics to film adaptation. Uh, I was trying to think of how the score would be translated, and then I was like, oh, it's like lettering in a comic. You don't notice it until it's mm. either really good or really bad. You know. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know that the music was necessarily bad. It's yeah. just, it seemed like some of the cues were missed. Um, there was the, the scene that we see in the trailer where the, uh, the little like hover ship thing that Chala and everybody is in, uh, goes into that like hologram dome that mm-hmm. hides Wakanda. Yeah. And I was expecting the, the strings to hit right there to, mm-hmm. to build that level of grandiosity. But it didn't, it wasn't until like we got much closer to the city itself that mm. it kicked in. Um, and it, it just seemed a little bit off to yeah, me. Sure. I, I don't know why. Um, and there, there might've been another couple of things that I felt that way about, but not really anything that's, that's standing out to me at this point. Um, uh, but I did absolutely love the music for Killmonger whenever he was on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at the, the museum he shows up and it's, it has a like a score feel to it, but also it has some like like a hip hop beat yeah. behind it. Uh, it sounds a little bit like a like trap music or something like that. Um, I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome, uh, and it bums me out that that music isn't available on the the soundtrack. I don't know if oh, they weird. put out a, a separate score, uh, but the soundtrack is produced by um, Kendrick Lamar and mm-hmm. Top Dog Entertainment, uh, and. <laughs> thinking about that I, I listened to it on Spotify last night uh, while I was doing some other stuff on the computer and you know I was I like Kendrick Lamar but uh, the soundtrack uh, is a little bit um, there, there's not a whole lot of energy to it yeah which is something I'd want from an action movie starring a uh, such a badass like superhero mm-hmm. um, it's a little bit too laid back for me um, but we do hear some of the songs in the the movie uh, there's a casino scene where one of the songs is playing mm-hmm. um, and uh, towards the end of the film as well of course over the credits but um, yeah the the music overall just didn't really do anything for me yeah like this um, do you have any thoughts on that yeah it was kind of milk toast um, mm-hmm. you could say uh, you're, you're right. <laughs> back to it <laughs> you're bringing it back no I, I would agree with that one because uh, that was one of the things that beam and I talked about right afterwards was uh, I, you know, I was, I was excited because I'd heard that Kendrick had like, the way I'd heard it was he curated the music for it, but then they actually yeah. said like music by or like something like that in there. Um, and he did like some of the songs or something like that. But, um, I didn't think that the score was really strong. There was, you're, you're talking about in these things right now and I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm like trying to, trying to remember it because, um, it was really unmemorable to me. It was, uh there was nothing that really stood out that I was like, oh, that was really good. Like the Avengers score, I think is just really, really good for that movie. And it's like, I don't know, it's kind of iconic now to me. And uh, this was like, I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Um, it was really just like mediocre, you know, very, very milk toasty. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. One of my other notes here is um, I wanted T'Challa to already be king. Um, mm. I didn't realize, and this could certainly be a, a fault of my own for not for having weird expectations of this movie, uh-huh. but from what we saw in Captain America Civil War, his father died, and that mantle of king was passed on to him. He even mentions that in Civil War, mm. and I was expecting him to just kind of hit the ground running. He's king. I know from the trailers that his throne was going to be challenged by mm. Michael B. Jordan's character, Eric Killmonger, but this movie takes place like what a week after uh civil war mm-hmm. because the he, the news thing he's watching says yeah it was a week ago or whatever so um the 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 idea that we have to go back and watch him go through the ceremony of being king and everything yeah. um is a little bit i guess slower or mm-hmm. or whatever to me uh, i i Again, I was just ready to to move on to the next step in his um, his rule as king. Mm, yeah, not with um, you there. But but it was what we got was kind of an origin story for him, mm. explaining what the the panther was and how all of that. Um, I guess you could call it a a religion or maybe a, whatever part of their culture it is. Yeah, uh, explaining how all of that works, which is understandable um, because people who haven't read the comics or uh, or whatever, they need to know that information mm. to understand the, the lineage of it. Um, so it's, it's probably something that's necessary for people new to that. Um, what it, did you think about yeah, that? Yeah, it kind of sets stuff up. Because uh, I was going to say, like, um, with Michael B. Jordan challenging for the throne, like, that, that doesn't necessarily need a setup to show how he could do that. Like, he could maybe just challenge him. Um and they could have, like, done that a different way. But it's like, oh, well, they laid the groundwork of how that whole ceremony works and everything before. And uh, so it's like I kind of get it for that, but it's like it might not have been necessary. Um, it didn't bother me when that happened. But I, now that you're saying it, I'm like, yeah, like, I, I didn't expect it whenever I saw it that he wasn't going to be king yet, that it, they had to go through all that ceremony. But then once they showed it, it's like, okay, well, that is what they do. And they go through all the stuff. And it was it was cool. I thought that the, the way it played out was neat. So. I was okay with it. Um, so yeah, I would say it was a small nitpick as well, maybe for me, but, um, didn't really, didn't notice, I didn't notice it myself. Um, but, uh, I, I, I liked the fact that it was, I did note that it was a different type of origin story than they've done before. I felt, um, and they did it in a really good way. Like there was nothing that was boring about it to me as they were going through it. And Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like it was like a rehash of other movies. It feels like very much like this is like a royal bloodline and this is how these tribes got together and they can challenge each other for the throne and blah, blah, blah. So I was cool with the the mythology they laid out, I guess, with that. And um, and it kind of goes into uh, um, the um, the ceremony after the fighting that uh, that they do in the beginning and they like put all the sand on him and they give him back the uh, the power of the Black Panther and everything like that. And when he wakes up and he's like seeing his ancestors and stuff, I thought that was so cool. And it reminded me of the Lion King. Um, all of that reminded me of, like I kept waiting for, for him to be like, T'Challa, you are the one true king uh, and all that stuff. Uh, or even a, a dance number where he's like with his sister and he's like, I just can't wait to be king. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. This is CNN. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so th- leading into that was kind of cool. But um, yeah, I'm kind of with you though. I can see that. Okay. 
clearly you hate this movie, Stephen. So uh, the next point is um, I didn't feel like we got to see much of Wakanda itself. And that's something that I was really looking forward to. I think that's maybe one of the the bigger things that stuck out to me um, as being disappointed by is, especially from that first trailer, we see that that hovercraft flying into that uh, hologram dome Mm -hmm. and we see the city of Wakanda. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see and explore like the city as the characters walk sure. around it. But, um, and this is something I was discussing with, with my wife afterward. I, I said, uh, this movie felt so claustrophobic to me at, hmm. at certain points where even though they got to Wakanda, the things took place in a throne room or, uh, in M'Baku's like palace little like thing mm. that he's got. Um, or uh, the casino, another room that we're in. Um, I feel like the only time that we really saw anything out in the the world was if there was like a, a car chase or something to that effect. Yeah. And both of those things happened outside of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the car chase uh, that we see in the trailer, that's in South Korea. Busan, as a matter of I fact. I know, I thought that was funny, yeah. I wonder if he took a train to get there. <laughs> when they said that, I was like, I know that place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, the other one uh, where he goes to get uh, Nakia, um, that's not in, o- in Wakanda. They have to actually fly back. Um, yeah. I, I forget where they're, where they're at. But um, I, I just wanted to see more of the, the, the country of Wakanda. Um, the, the cityscape in particular. Yeah. I know we get to see um, uh, Daniel... How do you pronounce his last name? Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Yeah, that's uh, We it. get to see his, his like, farm and his, uh, I guess, his village mm-hmm. where they are, but that's kind of out in... Um, I wouldn't say out in the country, but... Yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever it is. It's, it's not part of the city. Sure, sure. Um, so we see that. We get to see that he's raising rhino, which is fucking awesome. I know, that was cool. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to see more open space, um, and, and, and see some of the building designs because in the comics we, we do get to see that. And a lot of those designs are fucking awesome. Yeah. They're, they're just a different level of, of looking at things mm-hmm. uh, from a different cultural perspective. Sure. And that's something that I associate with the Black Panther and his mythos. Mm-hmm. Um, so hmm. yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was, uh hoping for but yeah uh, oh oh and uh we we do see them out in the market but i feel like, uh-huh. like it's the same like four blocks worth of market space <laughs> yeah. that they're on and that they just show up there it doesn't yeah. show them like coming down from the the wherever his uh his throne room is or whatever it's just like they show up there and they're standing off to the side or whatever so yeah yeah um, no I, I, I don't know if it was just like a budgetary thing mm. or or what but uh it, the movie did seem a little bit uh, a little bit claustrophobic to me they it's weird because they do show a lot of footage of it like uh overarching views of the city and stuff where they're flying around or whatever but yeah you don't really get an intimate view of of that city or get to to like to kind of get into it and explore around and everything so it's another mm-hmm. one of those things like yeah i didn't really notice that i didn't think about that but i totally get your point um i uh i feel like too i don't know Given so we're in spoiler territory, I, I don't want to go into the, the full ending, but it's like I feel like the next incarnation of a Black Panther movie is going not necessarily going to be in Wakanda, and uh, we'll see what you know uh, the Avengers movies coming up uh, change for that that as well. But um, 
it seems like they're going to explore more outside of their place anyway. So if we had one opportunity to explore Wakanda, this might be the main movie to do that. And right, yeah. like in, in terms of uh, like the Korea stuff, like I, I was cool with the way the story went. I thought it was all very organic. Like, yeah, there's going to be uh, an arms deal or whatever. You know, like they have some uh, uh, vibranium to sell to the CIA in Korea. So we're going to go to Korea and try to get claw, blah, blah, blah. That all makes sense to me story-wise. I thought it was really well done. But um, now it's like, man, I really wish that he, that claw might have been more of the story of Michael B. Jordan's story of coming back to Wakanda and it would have taken place in Wakanda. Like what if they had done some guerrilla attacks there and they had to fight in the streets and everything like that. Like there could have been more there um, that I feel it might be a little missed opportunity now that you mention it, that uh, it could have been really cool to, to see more of that. And it was the, the, the bits we did get um, were really spectacular. They were really cool to see what, uh, what I kept thinking about is um, how sad this doesn't really exist in the world because it's like they were, that continent was robbed of their future for so long uh, with slavery and everything that it's like if, if they had been allowed to prosper, would we have gotten a major you know, metropolitan city like this um, in the real world, you know, not, not hidden away like that. But what would African culture be like if it had been allowed to flourish and hadn't been squashed so many years ago? And uh, right. it's really cool to see like they have like modern, like super modern stuff that our world is even, hasn't even caught up to like technology wise. Uh, but also like, there's one building in particular that had like almost like a thatched roof, like hut st- sort of style on the side of it. And it was just a cool melding of, of cultures and um, seeing like a high tech futuristic city, but still get like that cultural vibe from Africa and that uh, design sensibility. So uh, I know they put a lot of work into it and I would definitely like to see more of it. Um, the only thing I can hope for is that it looked to me um, like in the next in the Avengers movie coming up, um, that they're going to be some of it takes place in Wakanda. Like it looked like some of the, the um, tribes and stuff are fighting in that, I, I think. Right. Yeah. So and are they going to be there? I, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, maybe it's because of that trailer's influence that I expected to see more mm. of the kind of wilderness of Wakanda. Yeah. Um, and the overall setting of that, that country, because yeah, it does seem to take place out in, in a, a field or um, the, the wilds of, of Wakanda mm. at least. Uh, more outdoorsy stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's. Yeah. Maybe they're leading into just that. Me being picky. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm glad you said that uh, we may not be able to see more because they're going to be elsewhere, mm-hmm. you know, in subsequent movies, because that's kind of how the Thor movies are. Yeah. Really, we've just seen like a few locations in Asgard, mm-hmm. seen the Rainbow Bridge. We've seen uh, that's true. Odin's throne room and a balcony. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's more or less it. Oh, and uh, Odin's uh, uh, man cave where he has all of his trophies yeah. and, and all of that bullshit. But um, yeah, I mean they they really don't explore that. You know, by Thor two, we're we're back on Earth mm-hmm. in, in London, and then in Ragnarok. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, Asgard dead. <laughs> so no more of that. That's a good. That's a good correlation. Yeah, that they don't really show a lot of that, and and also Asgard is really cool. Like it'd be a cool city to explore. But this one in particular, mm-hmm. like the design was like it's really you know more real world than like Asgard it looked so different than America. You not America, but the whole world here, the real world, and so it's cool to see that. And I would have liked to explore more of this one. So well, yeah, and Africa is like you were saying, it's a real place, and there's some influence they could have drawn from and put that into the de- the design work. Mm-hmm. Um, Asgard isn't is it real? Yeah. So that's a lot more stuff people would just have to make whole cloth or maybe using influence from the the comics. Yeah. But um, 
I, I mean, the, the designs for character costumes or some of the tribes in this movie mm-hmm. are so well done. I just wanted to see some yeah. of that reflected in the architecture of the yeah. movie, if that makes sense. No, and I, I think, too, that, like, it, it does speak to the design that is there, though, um, that it makes you want more, whereas, like, I never thought yeah. about this with Asgard. I was like, whatever. Uh, not that I wouldn't want to explore more of it, but I never really craved it. And now I'm like, man, I just crave more of this. So it just looks so, so fucking badass. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that too. Yeah. Um, and then my, my final note on this, and this is kind of piggybacking on what you're saying about star Wars episode one, hear me out people don't turn it (laughs) off yet. Hear me out. This is this, I, I will get to the point. Um, I'm wondering if, if this movie is boring for children, um, yes. I know there's been a, a big like um, uh, movement to get uh, underprivileged children to be able to see this movie, mm. which I think is fantastic, and I totally support it. But it's it's more than just a superhero movie. Um, it, so I, I meant that in a good way, yeah. uh, a, a good boring for children, because it does get into uh, political unrest. Mm-hmm. It gets into... Um, like family drama stuff yeah. um and death yeah you know yeah, yeah. um so i totally I, agree I with this know, one yeah yeah i i don't know if children would be bored um like the little uh seven-year-old exactly. goblin that was climbing <laughs> around on obima but um uh, yeah I, I i mean there's there's some action in it but it's certainly not an action focused movie mm-hmm. or not not purely action i should say yeah I don't know. I, I, don't, I no, don't know where to go beyond that. No, but, I'm totally with you because yeah. uh, I thought about that. That's one of the points I made. Um, the kids that were in our theater were so young, they wouldn't have been able to even pay attention. But uh, I thought, like, there shouldn't be kids here because uh, the one I kept bringing up, I was like, um, one of the most tame deaths we have on here is a woman getting her throat slit from, like, ear to ear. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the guard, you know. And so I was like, this really is not meant for kids. And uh, whenever my brother Danny was going yesterday, he texted me that uh, um, he was going with my dad and my nephew. He and Kaylee were going with my dad and my nephew. And, like, I think I think Christian, my nephew, would be uh, overall cool with it. He would understand it. But I don't know. Like, I thought about that, too, whenever he was going. I was like, well, I don't know if this is really going to be for him. Um, not, not that it would be bad, but I think there are a lot of adult themes in it, and it's not as entertaining for a child. Um, like you said, like it's, it's full of action and stuff, but it's, um, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a really good story and I think it's a very adult story. So I don't know that it's it a, yeah, would keep their interest. Yeah. It's a more sophisticated superhero sure. movie than, than what they're probably used to. Yeah. You know? So, um, that, that was pretty much all of my cool. nits that I had to pick with this movie. Um, so, uh, I do have some things I want to bring up that my wife had mentioned uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that, that may fall into this column. Uh, first of all, um, she's not a, a fan of feet. Uh, she's got like a, a reverse, um, uh, not really a, a, a fetish, uh-huh. but a, uh, like a phobia of feet yeah. in general. She just doesn't like them. Yeah. And there is actually, uh, two large shots on screen of T'Challa's feet and, uh, she was not having it and, afterward. She told 3D. me that she turned her, in 3D, <laughs> she told me that she turned her head to the side and looked at the exit door oh, just to, to, so to get away from it. But, uh, she didn't like the feet in this movie. Yep. Uh, she mentioned that she wanted Black Panther to do more stuff, mm-hmm. uh, as far as not having to rely so much on the Dora Milaje to, rescue him or or whatever yeah for the most part she did i think she just wanted more black panther in general uh okay uh beyond that she said that there were um she felt like there were too many characters and the storyline was a little bit confusing but she 
did also say that part of it was because she wasn't able to read the subtitles. Oh, yeah. So she couldn't figure out what was being <laughs> said between people. It was especially confusing because there were certain scenes where somebody would say something in English, then the person would respond in um, yeah. whatever language they were speaking. Um, I don't know if it was I know. a special Wakanda language. I didn't know if they made it up. Real languages. Yeah. yeah. And uh, her final thing, uh, and this, I had a long conversation with her about this, uh, she thought that Michael B. Jordan was Marlon Wayans. And <laughs> I, said, I said, wait, what? And I, I tried to correct her, and she refuses to believe it. She oh said, my no, that's gosh. Marlon Wayans. I said, Brandy, the, the antagonist of this movie was not a, formerly a white chick. <laughs> so, no, this, it was Michael B. Jordan. He's a popular actor, and I started oh, making yeah. off movies, and she was like, we've never seen any of those movies. I'm like, well, shit. So, <laughs> She's like, I don't believe you. Uh, I said, we've seen Chronicle. She said, what's Chronicle? I said, well, okay, there you go. So, <laughs> that is just, so uh, funny. Just did not recall. And Marlon Wayans as Killmonger. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, at one point, maybe the... Uh, Wesley Snipes version of, of this that was going to be made in the 90s or whatever would have had Marlon Wayans in it, but yeah, that's so funny. Wow. It's possible. He was going to play Robin in, uh, what, Batman and Robin? Oh, re- oh, weird, yeah. I feel like I may yeah. have heard that one point. That's so weird. Yeah. God, that's really funny. Um, well, yeah, so uh, sorry about the feet, Brandy, but uh, I didn't even notice that. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what that could have been. That is I, so I saw that joke coming, too, where she had him uh, try on the other shoes, Oh yeah, yeah. she's like, you know oh, what I yeah, called okay. them, and I was like, she can call them sneakers. Oh, she, I loved it. Sneakers. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's good. Our whole theater um, cracked up. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you guys had a good audience. Yeah. Ours was like mostly like quiet. Oh yeah, through it. No, ours was um, pretty good. Yeah, nobody really um, was too loud though, which I thought was good. Um, like nobody really was like talking during it. It's just those kids. So otherwise, it was it was pretty good. Um, uh, other is it than because that, you held that vial of acid above your I head? I think that's probably why. Most of the movie. And I pointed to everybody and just looked him in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're next. <laughs> you know that thing where you like point at both of your eyes and then point at each person? Yeah. You did that to every person in the theater? It takes a while, but it gets the job done, and then I feel better about the whole rest of the movie. So You yelled, I'm watching you, Fokker, and then you <laughs> um, Well, speaking of the, the shoe thing, uh, let's jump into some of the characters and, cool. and talk about them. Uh, I want to start off with Shuri. Uh which is T'Challa's younger sister, uh-huh. and I loved her in this movie. Oh, she was she great. She stole the, every scene that yeah. she was in to me. She was fantastic. Uh, I, I thought she was great. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen this actress in anything. I know, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan now. Yeah. Uh, I love the amount of optimism and joy she brought to the role, mm-hmm. and I love how smart she was, and she was developing all this technology. Um, yeah, it was a cool role. Speaking of technology... Yep. I think the technology in this movie was fucking awesome. It was so um, good. With the, the opening of the movie where um, it's King T'Chaka telling young mm-hmm. T'Challa about the, the history of the Black Panther and everything, that yeah. the history of Wakanda um, and the history of Vibranium. So we have a lot of history built in there, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of uh, exposition taking place there, but it's done in such a cool way. Oh. It doesn't feel... Uh, it doesn't feel forced. Yeah. Uh, it's just something that's, that's part of their, their story that they're, they're trying to tell. Mm. Um, but the, the like sand that comes together to, oh, to make the, the sand was the, so the statues cool. and everything. Yeah. Um, it, it seemed like a more authentic version of, um, you know, in man of steel where they're explaining mm-hmm. the Krypton's destruction and all of that stuff. They've got that, that metal wall. It seemed yeah. like another version of that, but this one, Seemed a little bit more grounded. Yeah. 
no pun intended because of sand, but, uh, <laughs> but it just seemed more natural yeah. that way. Uh, I like that it wasn't... Wakanda is the most technologically advanced country in the world, mm-hmm. um, and I liked that they use things that we wouldn't think of. Like, there's a different way of thinking. Again, something I would have liked to have seen reflected in the city. But yeah. I, I, if they had to take money from the uh, set dressing or the, the CGI budget for the city to put it into the developed technology mm-hmm. for this world, I get it. I'm fine with it. Yeah. If that's the case. And it looked really um, good. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Um, down to the, the, the beads they wear on their arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what they were called, but um, it was almost like a smartwatch, but each bead oh, did yeah. something different and you could detach them and attach yeah. them to other things. And um, they would have the, the hologram of uh, different characters that would be talking to mm-hmm. any person. Um, I just really liked how, how all of it was done. Yeah, so. it was really cool. Uh, not only uh, a cool design, but uh, really well executed. Mm-hmm. Um, that it really sold the the design of it. You know, it, it sold that it could be real or whatever. And it was, yeah, just super cool. I, I would say overall the technology and the design of that stuff was one of my very favorite parts of the movie. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the part where she's showing him the the new... Suit that she's built for him. She mm-hmm. had two different versions, um, and I thought that was good um, uh, ground laying for uh, Killmonger to later have his own mm-hmm. Black Panther costume uh, with the the gold necklace, and T'Challa picking the, the silver one, yeah, because uh, it suits his style a little bit more. But um, I like where she tells him to uh, to go ahead and kick it, yeah, and he kicks it across the room, and she's like, no, 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 don't do that. Because I'm like, I was scratching my head a little bit. It's like, well, why'd you tell him to kick it? Yeah. And then she's like, starts recording. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going to happen. About that time, it uh, knocks his ass way across the room. Yeah. Um, I thought that was hilarious. It was really um, well done with her. Yeah, she was. She sold that role so well. Yeah, she was great. She was so funny. You know, it wasn't until I think a week, maybe two ago, that I saw a, uh, a, a commercial on TV for this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's when I finally saw that. Uh, he had a little bit of purple running through oh, his costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's got purple in there. I know, yeah. I was so my excited favorite. when I saw it for Brent. <laughs> so um, the to, to actually see that that represented something in the suit itself, it stores kinetic yeah, yeah. energy there. Um, and seeing how that translates to when that vehicle flips over in South Korea, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was, was super badass. It was and cool, I, yeah. I just loved every little bit of tech that she made. She has that, like, panther like gauntlet gun yeah like uh-huh. double double fisting panther whoa wait <laughs> hold on <laughs> I, I take that back immediately. that is not what you're supposed to do whenever you get one of those panthers from the shelter thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want to double fist them. no you don't want to do no, that certainly not it's bad <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah I, I loved all the technology uh, i also loved uh in particular the uh the tribe that uh daniel uh Kaluuya. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, get out. Uh, <laughs> uh, his tribe, how they, they all have those, uh, those robes that they wear, uh-huh. um, that look, uh, very African inspired, but as they, the way they use them, not, it's not just for like costuming. It's also, they act as shields. Yeah. That was cool. I thought that was really smartly done. The yeah. way that, that worked. Uh, I just loved every, every bit of technology in this the, movie. Uh, I, I wanted so much more. My favorite, uh, one of my very favorite scenes of the technology was whenever, uh, and especially her, because she was so awesome, was whenever um, they throw those little things on the cars, 
And she's like, oh, yeah, and runs over and gets yeah. in that seat with the steering wheel. And it shows the car, like, kind of form around her, and she gets to, like, steer it from afar. And that yeah. whole thing was so well done. It was really cool. That whole scene, that whole, like, um, chase scene, I thought was phenomenal. The effects in that were great. The uh, ideas yeah. behind it were really fun. Um, but I loved her so much. Like, she was just so, like, energetic for that role. And, uh, and it was cool technology to see how that worked. And then it played in later. Like, they did a lot of, like, groundwork that made sense in the story. It wasn't just there for, for being there. But, like, the same kind of thing with them doing the uh, – um, challenge earlier on and like you get to see that process and then whenever Killmonger does it later on it kind of set the groundwork earlier but uh, same kind of thing like it's cool you see that and then later on um, with uh, I forget his name about uh, Martin Freeman's character flying the plane later on the same way and it's like you yeah. get to see that technology that way but I thought that was so cool yeah in in the comics uh, Shuri eventually becomes the Black Panther herself cool so I don't know if that's something they're going to explore later down the road mm-hmm. um but i think that'd be cool uh she'd bring a lot of like fun to that yeah so and she knows how to make the suits so there you it. go why not uh, Panther too. i would hope if she if and when she does that that they're like uh they make something about like not having boobs in this like built into the suit because she makes it and she's like fuck that i don't need that you know just make the suit because <laughs> we always hate that right and yes. uh and it'd be great for her to, to just be like no fuck i'm black panther i'm black panther whatever right yep that'd be cool <laughs> Black Panther 2, Rise of Shuri, Dawn of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> I would be in support of that. She was really good. She did steal the yeah. show, yeah. The the next thing here is Killmonger, who I think might be, for me, one of my favorite Marvel villains. Yep, I totally uh, agree. not my favorite. Um, he had a lot of good points, you yep. know? Um, and I think that's what... I, I found myself being distracted in the movie, mm-hmm. just thinking about different characters' motivations. Yep. And with him in particular, um, I could definitely see his point. Um, You know, a a lot of African-Americans are, clearly, they're going through hard times right now. Um, President Bitch Tits isn't doing anything to help (laughs) it. Um, So I I definitely see his point of helping out every other black person in uh, not just America, but around the world. Uh, He he mentions that there are 2 billion people that look like him Mm -hmm. in the world. And they need help and so he wants to take the Wakanda technology and put that in their hands Mm -hmm. um he it seems like he he wanted to do specific like weaponry through him um and T'Challa was kind of right there with helping the world Mm -hmm. but not necessarily through weaponry you know so I thought that was an interesting dynamic because they both wanted the same kind of general thing but there were some slight but also major differences between those two so yeah. I really appreciated that dynamic. Um, in the comics, the two of them are not related, but I like that they made that change for this. Mm. Uh, it totally made sense. Yeah. It really helps get the point across, helps get Michael B. Jordan into Wakanda without having to go through a whole yeah. lot of hoops, you know, in the story. Um, no, I thought that and, uh, yeah. the way the story fit together, all of all of those aspects, I thought was so smart. Like when I think back on it, I'm like, there's not really a whole lot of holes that I could po- poke in that and I wouldn't even try because it, it really works for me. Um, but so many aspects of it I think are really cool. Like, uh, again, I liked how in this movie, like like Civil War, and then we'll see with uh, Captain Marvel how they'll go back to like the early 90s and how it's like all of a sudden they're like in 1992 Philadelphia. And I was like, okay, uh, that's cool. I think it was Philadelphia, right? 
Is that uh, Oakland, Oakland, California? Yeah, I was I was totally close. Uh, yep. So Oakland, uh, but how they went back to like the early '90s and uh, to see like how that affected like hey, you don't really see it was him, but like his his uh, dad earlier, and uh, and Forrest Whitaker's you know younger character. I thought that was a cool reveal mm-hmm. later on. Um, all of that stuff played really really well, um, and I liked how uh, it it even like the way that he gets into Wakanda and like. I felt like going through, like, I didn't know his motivations. I wasn't really trying to, to guess them necessarily, but thinking back on it now, like, him working with uh, Claw and all that stuff, and then whenever he turns on Claw, and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but when he showed up, I was like, oh, this all makes sense. Martin Freeman starts talking about, like, how he was trained in America and how he would, like, overthrow governments and how it all makes sense. Like, I was like, man, this on so many levels, they really thought about all of this to make it yeah. work so well, and it really, really does. Like, it shows. It was really cool. Yeah. It is a, a very thought-provoking movie, yeah. especially with, like I said, character motivations and how all the different characters are related to one another and yeah. interact. Um, it's neat. The uh, Killmonger costume, uh, I first saw it on an action figure that was like posted oh, yeah. online. Um, and I was like, oh, that seems a little bit odd, but uh, I thought it looked great in the movie Me itself. Too. Um, I like that it uh, had a leopard-like appearance. I know, yeah, that was cool. Which is, um, I, was, I was watching a, a YouTube video about like different Easter eggs and, and whatnot. Evidently in the comics, he has a pet leopard. Oh, okay. Uh, so that was a little bit of a nod to that. But um, I liked that the uh, the two costumes were, um, they both represented the, the Black Panther, but they looked distinctly different. There wasn't any case where I was confused about which character was which. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. a portion of that was related to the different uh, color highlights that they yeah. had, um, which was the, the purple for T'Challa and then the yellow for Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there are any art nerds out there listening, uh, purple and yellow are complementary colors of one another on the color wheel. So um, hey. I thought that was that was pretty cool yeah it looked, um, it looked really rad yeah yeah um and uh speaking of purple it's it's my favorite color um it's also the color of royalty so mm-hmm. i think that's probably what nice. it's uh related to uh and it's something that was recently added to the comics uh mm. maybe a year or two ago so i don't know if that was something that's just a coincidence or yeah or, or what because it seems like the the comics and the the movie were both being uh, created around the same time, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, well done, very, very well done. <laughs> yeah. The uh, uh, the other costume that we see is uh, young T'Chaka's version of the costume. Oh which yeah, yeah. Has some more gold accents. We don't see if that that glows or not, but they may not have had the technology at that yeah. time. But um, it looks distinct from the other two costumes as well. But it still looks like the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, Whoever is doing the the art design for the or the the costuming for this movie did a great job. Yeah. On all of this stuff. No, yeah, I thought that was really good, and it, it's funny because what I think this movie did really well is they thought about things enough to make them not be contrived. Because I feel like it, they probably were like, okay, we want to have two Black Panther suits, like we want to have two Black Panthers fight each other in this. So how do we just you know distinguish them? So okay, we can give them colors. Okay, well why would they have colors? She made two suits. Okay, well why did she make two suits? Or like why did they glow? Like. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel, though, contrived that they were, like, backtracking from there and they were like, oh, well, let's just make them glow because when you hit it, it stores that kinetic energy. Like, it it fits. It works. It seems yeah. like that would be a next evolutionary step of that uh, costume that she would have created because she was so smart and she was working on all those things all the time. So it feels cohesive. It doesn't feel contrived. And uh, I think that was really good. So it, I think you could boil it down to, okay, well, maybe they just needed two different colors so you could – 
distinguish them, but it doesn't feel that way, really. It, it really feels like, no, that's how the suits were. He took his, you know, Killmonger got his, and they look different and whatever. Like, I'm like, it's totally cool with me. Um, I, think, yeah. I think it works really well, and it feels like they thought about all of the aspects of the design and how they influence the story and, uh, and move that along, which is really cool. So yeah, I was totally on board with it. And I thought they looked rad. I thought the uh, little re- leopard spots, uh, there was one part when they're in that train thing at the, uh, at the bottom. Um, mm-hmm. that was in particular, by the way, when they fall through that, um, cavern or whatever, I thought that yeah. one in 3d would look really cool when they're like fighting each other in midair. That did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally forgot about that, but, uh, yeah, that looked like far down there. <laughs> oh, I know. The, yeah. The screen. So it was, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. If, if somebody gets like, um, I don't know if like depth sickness is a thing uh, <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it, that didn't seem to happen too, too fast. So I don't know if motion sickness would, uh, would throw you off, but, um, that, that effect did look like they were falling yeah, right quite on. a ways. Yeah. Um, the, um, what are we, what are we talking about? <laughs> Black Panther. It's okay. <laughs> oh, have you seen it? Um, well, speaking of, of villains, um, yeah. The, the the next one I want to talk about um, is Mbaku, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in the in the movie he wears a an ape mask when he comes to challenge Chala for yeah. the, the throne, um, and uh, in the comics <laughs> Mbaku is referred to as man ape, oh, so yikes there, you go. there. Um, <laughs> and they, they avoided that just to to not really like push any like yeah. racial stuff forward, uh, which I'm totally fine with. Um, there's some uh, hints that he uh, worships a, a gorilla god, mm-hmm. uh, and that's reflected in his costume. Um, I I like this character uh, yeah. more than I, I thought I would uh, by the end of the movie. For sure. Um, I thought he was uh, a dick at the beginning of yeah. it, but then towards the end, you find out that he's also honorable. Yeah. Because when offered the heart-shaped herb, he's like, well, I, I got your boy. I yeah. got your boy here, uh, and he's covered in snow. <laughs> yeah which is weird but um but uh but yeah I, I i liked him towards the end and especially since he comes to the aid of the uh of yeah uh, t'challa's people well and he was some really weird unexpected uh in a good way weird uh unexpected uh comic relief as well when he was on the throne and they were like t'challa's like oh, you need to help us and he's like nah no no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> it was so funny i don't remember what all he said but like it worked really really well it was very comedic um, and I did not expect that. Yeah, and at the at the beginning of, of that scene, uh, uh, T'Challa and uh, some of the other people are talking, and you don't find out till the end of that conversation. He's like, "Are you done?" Yeah, and then it cuts to him on the throne. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was really well done. Yeah, again, I don't know that I've seen that actor before. Either. I know uh, um, there's a lot of people in here that I'm like, I need to check them out. Specifically, his sister Shuri. I thought she was great. Uh, yeah. Letitia White. Yeah, or right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to look her up and see what else she's in. I thought she was great, but yeah, he surprised me because I didn't know. I didn't think he was going to stick around that much from the beginning when he showed up. And yeah, then, I thought he was just like a yeah. one appearance and then done. He played yeah. a, a much bigger role, and it, and it worked again story wise. And uh, and he he definitely sold that too. I thought he was really great at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know when they went to the the waterfall to uh, for Chala to be crowned king, and all the tribes were there, and none of their challengers wanted to challenge, mm-hmm. or n- no one from the tribe wanted to challenge to Chala. I was like, oh well, this is that's done okay, well, <laughs> oh, this is easy done and, and then done. about that time uh they, they come stomping through there yeah. and uh, they get into a fight but uh but yeah i i liked his character quite a bit yeah. um the next villain is claw uh-huh. played by andy circus uh and i thought he was just like goofy fun 
Um, I know, yeah. He, he, he seemed more threatening in Age of Ultron, uh-huh. I think. Um, but I don't know why I think that, because I, I don't think he really necessarily did anything except yeah. show up in a, in a scene and get his arm ripped off. <laughs> yeah. But um, in this movie, it was just, he, he had a, his replacement arm. He's got like a sonic cannon in yeah. his arm, um, which is, uh, harkens back to the comics. Um, okay, cool. He didn't cool. have a costume like in the comics, but that's fine. Um, let's give Andy Serkis a break. You know, he's, he's constantly in weird costumes in every <laughs> movie, so he can be a CGI character. Yeah. I was fine just letting him uh, be Andy Serkis in yeah. this one. I, he was very Andy Serkis, and I thought he was, it was very well done. I loved, I loved every minute of him <laughs> on screen. His, like, goofy laugh at everything, and just, like, he's just having fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and uh, he, he shot that one table uh, inside the casino, and money went everywhere. He was like, oh, oh it rain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the accent that he has is is uh, is pretty thick, but uh-huh. uh, you can still pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked him a lot. And in it. Uh, I was thinking about it, uh, or I have been thinking about it, and um, I th- I think Andy Serkis might be one of the best actors alive. Mm. Uh, and I say that because he's got such varied roles. Yeah. Uh, that he plays. Um, you know, uh, Gollum is different from King Kong, mm-hmm. which is different from Caesar, even though they're both apes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got Snoke, which is different from Claw, which yeah. is different than Richard Neeland from 13 Going on 30. I was going to say. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bring that up. That's hilarious. So uh, I am, uh, you know, for, for Andy Serkis's body of work, I'm going to make him an honorary dinosaur. Welcome to Jurassic Park, Andy. Oh, wow. Um You've uh, you've done it. Uh, he's one of my, my favorite actors because I've just enjoyed so many of the, the characters I, he's, he's I, This is great, yeah. I totally agree with that. And this is why I think that, uh, and, and he's been pushing uh, and other people like him for uh, motion capture to be either included in the best acting category or making a, a separate category for it. But it's like, he's an actor. He just happens to mm-hmm. wear a digital mask, you know? And uh, yeah. he, yeah, he really sells every single character he's in. And, uh, yeah. it's quite phenomenal. The, the work that he does, it's, it's like, if you see footage, if anybody ever looks up footage of him acting and the screen capture gear for, and like the mocap stuff for, uh, for Gollum and then mm-hmm. see the Gollum painted version over that, or like, you know, side by side, it's, it's insane that it's, it's just him. Like he is that mm-hmm. it's his voice. It's his, you know, mannerisms and everything. They just painted over it. Uh, and it's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. He, he's practically a voice actor as well because every mm-hmm. character is is voiced by him um maybe not king kong but you know the, yeah. <laughs> the, the other cgi characters um but you know Gollum and caesar and snoke they all sound different from one another they all have different postures yeah. from one another um, the way they move across the room or sit in one place for an entire film franchise yeah <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's different from one another so uh yeah good job on you andy yeah right on uh also, upon doing my research, I did find out he is an atheist, so we got one oh, of the good ones. Oh, well, hey, hey. We did it. I will take that for sure. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, the next character here I wanted to mention is Okoye. Uh, Okoye. Oh, yes, finally, yeah. I, I fucked up my own pronunciation from the beginning. I felt confident <laughs> at the beginning of this you podcast, did, yeah. but now, now I'm not sure. Okiye. Yeah, uh, I know. That's it. how we say it. Here in Oki, Oklahoma. <laughs> um, Okoye was a standout character. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, Denai Guerrera, she, uh, Guerrera? Yeah, Guerrera. Guerrera. Uh, she was, um, or she does play Michonne on The Walking Dead. I don't know if you Holy made it that part of the series. Yes. I, I could not think what she was from. That's totally it. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I loved her as Michonne. She, from the comic books, whenever she shows up in the, in the show, I was like, yes, 
you yeah. you are great. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, cool. And what's funny is she mentioned on a recent episode of uh, the ID10T podcast, which is formerly the Nerdist podcast. Mm. Uh, she was talking about how she was how she got cast for this, mm-hmm. and Chris Hardwick said. Oh, is it because Ryan Coogler saw you on Walking Dead? Because the the two characters are somewhat similar. Yeah. She said, actually, he's never seen an episode of that. Uh, uh, it was a, a play that she was in. That oh, he funny. Saw, and uh, a play or a, maybe an independent film that she was in. And uh, he cast her from that. Crazy. Thought, well, yeah, right on. That that works out. And she had mentioned that some of her training from The Walking Dead helped oh, yeah, yeah. for this character. Though she did go through additional training. But um in the, the comics, the, the Dora Milaje are very, uh, like, stoic characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot of personality there. But I thought she was um, did a really good job of having a full-fledged personality. Mm-hmm. You could tell that she cared for both T'Challa and the throne and Wakanda as a nation. Um, yeah. But also was able to get shit done. Yeah. Like, her, her lover in this movie is uh, Daniel Get-Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, they they butt heads at a certain point. Yeah. Uh, he's he's gonna drive a, a rhino right into Mbaku, and she steps right in front of it. And uh, I love that the rhino comes to a stop and then gives her a, a kiss <laughs> on the cheek. Um, that was cool. But uh, yeah, she she's not a character to be fucked around with. Oh, I, I know. She's great character. I love the character designs of all of the Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the the. I guess you'd call it armor that they wear is, is yeah. great. It's not overly done, um, and they don't have the separate like boob pockets, so I was very thankful for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you had mentioned earlier about uh, a character getting their throat slit. Yes. Uh, I was kind of curious how that was going to happen when Killmonger grabbed her because they all wear those like giant like mm. necklaces that go up to the just under their chin, but uh, he found a way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I thought um, I thought all of them were great, and I'd heard before this. I, I kept seeing all these like they were doing so many like TV spots for this movie, and I just wanted to avoid all of them because I was already sold on. I just want to get into the movie, so I'm curious now to go back and see some of those and read some of the articles. But I've been hearing stuff about how they're kind of a standout, or all the females in this movie are kind of a standout, and how um, it's like I don't know if it was like Marvel was actually talking about it, or if people were just like, are they going to do you know a Marvel movie about them or focus on them? Um, in the same way that, you know, we're finally getting like a Black Widow movie, uh, potentially coming up soon. So, um, I thought they were all great. I thought she was fantastic. Um, I liked their banter a whole lot, um, yeah. through the different scenes, uh, especially whenever they were with, uh, Lupita Nyong'o and, and everything going to that casino. And, um, uh, to Brandy's point, like I, I kind of get her point about, um, you know, maybe not enough, uh, Black Panther, uh, fighting and they're the, all the other ones are kind of all around them, but. I thought that was a really cool way that it felt very natural um, that he trusts all of them. Uh, they have his back. They're best friends. They, you know, they're his warriors and stuff. And they were such mm-hmm. badasses. And I thought it was really cool that it was not a power play at all in the movie ever. They didn't talk about it. It just was like they're they are the warriors there, you know. And uh, it just felt so different from most modern movies and uh, and and what we what we can expect from females and everything in general but i was like man i'm so on board with the the way that their power structure works and how they get shit done um they were all the ones driving the cars when he was flying around you know in that car chase and stuff uh which was also really funny whenever that one explodes and she just do 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 and the driver's seat (laughs) um and everything but i was like that was a funny weird scene but i liked it um but yeah i I thought they were great um i loved her uh she's another one that i would love to to check out what else she's done so to check out. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be in Black Panther 3. 
<laughs> well, speaking of that, that, that car chase in, uh, in South Korea, where uh, one part that uh, the audience I was in uh, laughed at was where um, Claw is, is escaping and his his uh, henchmen or the people he's with are firing on their car, the, the car that uh, Nakia and Okoye are in. Mm-hmm. And it's just like bulletproof and it shows the interior of the car and they're just sitting there like bored off their asses yeah. if they're even getting shot at like it's not even really a big deal at all yeah. uh, cracked me up yeah that was funny it's the little things and then she threw that she got on top and threw that spear and it stopped their whole car that was rad <laughs> that, was, that was so cool badass. that was a really cool car scene i car chases happen so many times in movies and it seems they, they can get really boring and so it's like when a good one comes out with some good choreography uh of the the car chase and everything it's just really cool and i thought that one was just really fun um from from her uh, doing the remote uh, driving of the car to them in their car and like all yeah. the different ones they were going like there's so many aspects of it I thought it was just really well done it was cool yeah same here I liked it speaking of Nakia um, when she mentioned that she was a spy my ears perked up I was like oh maybe she'll be in that Black Widow movie that'd oh. be good maybe spy spy mm-hmm. buddies spy buddies it's called spy buddies <laughs> <laughs> more of a spy buddies. <laughs> That's awesome. I liked uh, the character of, of Nikia. Uh, she seems like she grounds T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell he's smitten with her, uh, especially when th- the first time that we see T'Challa in this movie and, uh, and Okoye says, don't freeze. Um, I didn't really know what that, that meant. Mm. Uh, and then we get down there and yeah. he sees uh, Nikia. And then he's like, uh, she says something to him and then he he just has like a one word response and yeah. he just like stands there for a second. Yeah. Um, even with that mask on, you could tell that he's he's just head over heels for her. If it, I feel like if it were Deadpool, he would have done like an awkward and like leaned against the car and like, oh hey, do you come here often? Like it was like <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, let's see here, I've got uh, Everett K. Ross, uh, yeah, Martin Freeman's character. Um, he's much less goofy than the comics version. Oh, uh, yeah. In, in the okay. comics, uh, the one that I was flipping through uh, when we started recording, uh-huh. uh, I, I was reading about the, the character, and uh, as Christopher Priest, who wrote and created that character, he had uh, a Michael J. Fox or uh, Matthew Perry type of person in mind mm. to play that character. Um, and it's it's somebody who is kind of a little bit dismissive of Wakanda and the Black Panther in general mm-hmm. um, as a... Um, as a world leader. Gotcha. Uh, and in this, I don't see that that's the case with Martin Freeman's character. It seems like he's respectful, but he's also got a job that he has to do. So mm-hmm. he's, he's trying to do it. But, um, I mean, I, I liked him in civil war. I liked him in this as yeah. well. I'm glad that they brought him back. I didn't expect him nearly, uh, to be as nearly involved in the story as he was. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was going to be in that casino scene pretty much. And then whenever he gets shot and they bring him back, I was like, okay, well that I, I didn't really expect much from him. Still, I thought it was going to be like they were talking about where he was going to be like, you know, he has his duty to his country to like tell them what Wakanda is and everything like that. I thought it was going to go a different way. And I loved his trajectory. I liked how he changed and helped them out. And, uh, mm-hmm. and the, the, the way that he got to help them too, I thought it was uh, really cool. So I, I love Martin Freeman and anytime I get to see him is great, but and I, I'd expect his caliber of an actor right now that they wouldn't just bring him in there briefly like they did before. Like, in, was it Civil War? Sorry that you said that he was in. Yeah. Um, yeah. That he was just in the briefly. Like, I just didn't really expect much from him for some reason. And then when he was, I was like very pleasantly surprised. So I thought his role in this was really cool. And I liked whenever he was flying that airplane from afar, uh, doing that remote <laughs> yeah. thing on there too. I thought that was cool. 
Um, well, speaking of that, I, I fully expected him to die in that oh, scene. Oh, yeah, like, I know. If it were any other movie, he yeah. would have died yeah, after yeah. He, he destroyed that ship. But he just fell out of it, and they told him to get the fuck out of there, yeah. so he took off. And then you don't see him again. Yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with that. Yeah. Right? That's, like, the last time he just, like, kind of runs away. And do we see him again after that? Um, I don't remember him. I, I thought that we saw him one final time, but I, I could be mistaken. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely survives the, the Yeah, yeah, thing. for sure. Unless they retcon something, but uh, but yeah, so hopefully he'll he'll be back in yeah. later movies. I liked him. Um, uh, in the in the comics, he's like an ambassador to Wakanda, so uh, maybe that's okay. a, a role that he'll play in the future. Yeah, he's already been there, seen everything. Um, and then my last uh, character note here, um, and I, I definitely want to talk about uh, T'Challa, but uh, hmm. as far as the like uh, supporting cast, um, Najobu, who's played by. Well, let me back up. Uh, every time we watch a Marvel movie, I feel like we're like, holy shit, this person is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, yeah. We did that with Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> um, we've done that with uh, Jeff Bridges, etc. Liv Tyler. Uh, <laughs> Liv Tyler, yeah. Uh, and uh, upon watching this movie, I was like, holy shit, Sterling K. Brown is a part of the Marvel Cinematic oh, Universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't believe it. Like, when he first came on screen, I was like, then I know he was going to be in this movie. I felt like I didn't, yeah. He has a, a very distinct jawline, so uh, mm. I knew that was knew that was him. Um, and I know he's on uh, This Is Us. I don't watch that show. Mm. I've heard nothing but good things. I've just never seen it. Yeah, but I just know it. him from pop culture. Yeah. So uh, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised to to see him in this. At yeah, the for sure. Beginning and kind of throughout the movie and in, uh, in different flashbacks mm-hmm. or whatnot. Oh, his scene when they do the flashback where uh, um, I'm trying to think Michael B. Jordan, whatever he he mm-hmm. is taking the mantle over and and he has his flash. Uh, to meet his yeah. dad and stuff, and that whole scene is so heartbreaking. And I thought it was so well shot, where the, he goes back to that apartment, and he's he goes back bef- between being Michael B. Jordan and then being the child actor and mm-hmm. talking to his dad and stuff. And then uh, his dad being like, "Why didn't you cry for me when I died?" And and he's like, "That's what the world we live in, you know." Like it, it didn't feel too uh, heavy handed. It felt um, really emotional and cool. Um, but yeah, he did uh, great in those scenes as well. So. That was cool to see him. I didn't know he was going to be in it either. Well, speaking of Michael B. Jordan, in that that particular scene, he he cries upon talking to his father mm-hmm. right there. And I think in a lesser movie, that wouldn't have happened. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think he would have just been mad at his father. Yeah. But it gives his mm-hmm. character a little bit more depth. Sure. Because he's not well-rounded because uh, he's a <laughs> monster. But um, it, it gives him a little bit of polish on his otherwise, yeah. like... Um, gritty veneer that he has yeah yeah um so that that was uh that was cool uh, you could see that something like that would would traumatize a child and you have to carry that your your entire life mm-hmm. um speaking of michael b jordan carrying something for his entire life that we're like bumps all over his body oh, that yeah. we talked about previously yeah um i read that he had 90 of those little bumps uh added to his body and wow. it took like two hours every day to damn to get all of those on there but uh I like that even when he had um, kind of a, a lighter uh, long sleeve shirt on, you could still see some of the bumps mm-hmm. underneath it. So yeah, give me those bumps. The makeup artist, yeah, the makeup artist didn't uh, didn't have the day off that day. They they still had to <laughs> had to do their job. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's crazy that they like applied all that too. Um, what's funny is uh, so Obima I guess has a crush on him. So whenever he would come on screen, she would always like kind of audibly gasp or be like, mm hmm. And, uh, and it was really funny because I was like, yeah, he's like really muscular and built and, uh, and an attractive man. That's fine. But, uh, mm-hmm. but he's covered in those nasty bumps. <laughs> like I couldn't get past it. <laughs> I was like, that's all I can see on him though. You know, like I, I don't know that I could, uh, 
could get with that dude and, and, and rub my hands on his chest and be like, ooh, okay, I don't know if I can touch you. <laughs> that, that really creeped me out. <laughs> well, if she liked this movie, tell her to watch White Chicks. He's all over that movie, from what I understand. <laughs> That's still so funny to me, God. Um, and, uh, of course, I, I do want to mention uh, Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Yeah. Um, I loved him in Civil War. Uh, I loved him in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I would have liked to have seen him pick up right from that movie, He's full-fledged king, and then we mm. move on. But uh, that's not what they did. That's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll make my peace with it. It's going to be hard. Again, lawsuit pending, but <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. We'll keep you guys posted. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being reverse sued for much more <laughs> Oh, damn it. <laughs> They're going to use this podcast as proof. Fuck. But, yeah, like, I, I was I was comparing his, his role in this movie to... Um, the Punisher's kind of journey in the Punisher uh, Netflix series, okay. whereas um, we see the Punisher in Daredevil season two. Um, he, by the end of that, spoilers, by the end of Daredevil season two, he becomes the Punisher. He has the the mm-hmm. skull logo body armor on his chest. He's, he's full on Frank Castle, the Punisher. Mm-hmm. And the Punisher series he stopped being the Punisher, and then we have to get him back to the spot where he's the Punisher again. That's kind of how I felt about this movie, where we see T'Challa as the Black Panther in Civil War. Yeah. Um, he's he's clearly the king in this movie. We have to stop, make him, like, go through the, the official process to make him king, and there's some speed bumps along the way, but eventually he becomes king. Mm-hmm. Um, and... That's fine. That's fine. Um, I, I'm I'm eager to rewatch this movie, especially yeah. talking to you about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just makes me want to rewatch it again. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, now that I know what it is, maybe it will um, sit a little bit better with me. Yeah. Uh, the next time. But I think yeah, I think that will for sure. Like it's like uh, yeah. another one of those movies. Like once you know where the story is going, then it's like okay, I can settle into that now, and yeah. uh, just accept that, and then be like, okay, what do I think about the points? So yeah, I think that'll it'll be better for you the second row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else to add on the, the characters? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I did. Okay. I, I guess I would just say that, yeah, like Ch- Chadwick Boseman, I was thinking, um, uh, I guess we're going to do here in a bit, the, uh, the credit scenes, but I didn't watch Civil War again before this. Um, but I kind of wanted to, and now I'm curious after watching this movie, uh, to go back and watch that. But I did want to, before we recorded this, I wanted to go back and watch the credit scene for that one. Cause I couldn't remember how it kind of fed into this uh, in particular with okay. Bucky and everything. But um, in the scene, in the credit scene from Civil War, uh, which we'll talk about more when we get to reviewing Civil War here soon, um, uh, you know, he's there, and the way that he's talking to Cap and the way that he fits at the end of Civil War, I I think that he could fit into being, like, a third peg uh, for, or third leg for, for the fight between, like, Tony and Cap. Like, I feel like Tony and Cap have been the ones most at odds, and I feel like is like, a good median there to mm-hmm. kind of help them and, like, a good, like, solid, strong voice where uh, nobody else has really been stepping up to fill that, that void, none of the other characters. Like, Thor is also, like, a king or whatever, but he hasn't really stepped in there to be, like, the voice of reason so much for all of them. And for some reason, when I was watching that, I was like, I wonder how they'll, you know, where they'll go with this in the future, because it looks like the next Avengers will take, you know, some point of it will take place in Wakanda, and that's intriguing. Um, And I just felt like, I'm curious to see that, and I'm kind of cool with that. I like that his trajectory as a king and what he's learned through this movie trajectory trajectory it's gonna be <laughs> black panther 4 trajectory <laughs> i love it uh, 
<laughs> it cracks me up. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious, uh, you know, where he'll fit in there. And I, I was like, man, I wonder, it just kind of hit me when I was watching the last night. I, I, I think he's a good voice of reason and, uh, and where he goes in the ending of this, I thought was really cool. Um, how he finally like, is like, you know what, we don't need to be getting, bring our weapons to the world, but yes, we need to bring our, uh, medicine and our technology and our skills and help people around the world. I thought that was really cool at the end. Uh, when they yeah. end up back in uh, Philadelphia, California, um, it's <laughs> near, near Compton. <laughs> Playground is where he spent most of his life. Uh, when they buy those buildings and they talk to those basketball kids and stuff, uh, and they bring their ship and they like reveal it. I thought that was really cool. So uh, I'm intrigued to see his role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, to see what kind of leadership he brings to it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, or if how much he'll be or not be a part of the Avengers. You know. Um, they're kind of like a fractured team right now, so we don't know where that's mm-hmm. going to head. And uh, it's just this makes me even more excited, I guess, coming up for the new one, uh, which I, I keep just saying the new Avengers movie because I cannot remember the subtitle for it. What's it called? Avengers? <laughs> Infinity War? Infinity War. I keep thinking of Age of Ultron because I keep thinking that's coming up, that we're going to uh, watch that soon. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, Age of not Ultron, something. We're living in uh, two different <laughs> uh, time periods. That's right. yeah exactly it's kind of hard to keep track yeah but yeah so uh (laughs) infinity war um i'm I'm, I'm intrigued to see where this all goes and where he goes in that so yeah well that's what happens when marvel has an awesome toy box and they keep adding awesome toys to that toy box there you go you just want to see how how all the the toys interact yeah absolutely before we jump into the uh the post-credit scenes uh i do want to mention that i think this movie felt uniquely african Uh uh, which i think is definitely a good point um because it's something that I, it's a it's a flavor that I wanted for this movie, mm-hmm. um, but uh, as we we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, uh, the clothing felt very oh, yeah. authentically African. Super fucking um, cool. Yes, uh, I loved all of the like rich colors that they uh-huh. had, um, and it's just a, a a totally different style we don't see. Yeah, uh, here the design um, of every all the clothing and stuff. Like when they go to the casino and like um, like the clothing they have there is awesome, but I like also the the way it influences their quote unquote normal clothing to go outside of Wakanda and, mm-hmm. uh, what they wear, like his suit was really, really, uh, well-designed. It's just something that it stuck out to me. Like it doesn't have like a lapel. It just kind of like went up and around his neck, but it, it was like form fitting. Like it, it, um, was like stiff almost. Yeah. Um, but it looked just really cool. Like the, the fabrics used everything, like it just looked like really rich and cool. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really yeah. neat. Yeah, I totally agree. But yeah. It's, it's kind of like how we in the West have a certain way that text is written whereas mm-hmm. that's a little bit different in the east it's, yeah uh, you know vertical the clothing is is the same way you know they've got collars on their clothing but it's different than what we, yeah. we have here um so yeah i loved all of those influences um in particular one thing that stood out to me when i was watching the movie was um uh, when t'challa went to be crowned king mm-hmm. and he was um at the waterfall where he was going to face any challengers um as he was getting off of his little hover jet thing um, there was some some singing as mm-hmm. he was doing that. I don't know if it was the uh, I, I can't remember if that's just part of the soundtrack or if that was um, the actual audience there. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a nice touch. I don't think that's something that a uh, a white filmmaker necessarily yeah. would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciated that. It took me back to Get Out the, uh, oh, the opening yeah. song in Get Out. Um, <laughs> I, I cannot pronounce the name of that song to yeah. save my life but there's some uh some different type of singing and whispering and, and whatnot yeah it's, um, a, it's a very african choral um yeah uh yeah i can't describe it really but yeah it's, it's very it's very african it's very cool 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of influences uh, in this movie that were just super rad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and still back at the waterfall, they, the whole crowning ceremony in and of itself mm-hmm. where uh, they would cross their arms and they would kind of uh, bob their shoulders up and down. Oh, yeah. Um, that, the whole ritual thing. Uh, I don't know if that's based on anything uh, true to life, but I, I thought it was uh, pretty badass. And, if it uh, wasn't, it looked real. Yeah. Yes. It looked yeah. natural. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And uh, and the design thing, I don't know if you already had this on there too, but um, the I wanted to bring up the, the font they used and how they would Yes. I'm they so would glad change. you brought that up. I, I yeah. forgot about it, but yes. Oh, my God. I loved it so much. And they would change from like Wakandan, I guess, to uh, to English, and it would still be like the same look of it though, but it was it was phenomenal. I loved it so much every time it came on screen. It was so cool. Yeah. You know, when we were re-watching, I think it was Iron Man 2, uh, anytime they would have a location change, it would have the text down at the bottom, but it had, it was very like plain yeah. text with where it is. And then upon watching, uh, re-watching Civil War, mm-hmm. it had the uh, the giant text of any years or locations it's yeah. like right in the middle of the screen. And uh, I love that. And mm-hmm. I love that. It, it wasn't similar for this movie, but they did something stylized for it, and mm-hmm. it, it just worked so well with yeah. the, uh, the setting that we were in. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Super super props to whoever designed that font. Definitely. So let's jump into the uh, the post credit scenes. I know we're r- running along here, but <laughs> let's talk about stuff. That's what we do. Um, like I said, there's a mid credit scene and a post credit scene. The uh, mid credit scene happens right after the, the stylized credits. Mm-hmm. I, again, those are very well done. More like sand sculptures oh, and, yeah. and whatnot that we see. That was cool, yeah. Uh, I don't know how long that would have taken to to do, but uh, it was worth it, whoever did it. I know, so. yeah, it was cool. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> um, but uh, in the, the mid-credits scene, that's where we see uh, T'Challa. He goes to the UN. Um, I was kind of surprised that this wasn't just tacked on to the very end of the movie, mm-hmm. but um, con- kind of also not because I feel like it addresses something uh, specific. Mm. So... Uh, T'Challa and the Dora Milaje, they go to the UN. They say, Wakanda is here to help you. And T'Challa gives a speech uh, trying to bring everyone together. And then somebody asks him, well, what can he bring to the table? And then it you know, kind of cuts to black. I think he, he smiles at that point. Yeah. We all know. We've all seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Huge dick. <laughs> uh, also technology and then and all He smiles. You just hear a thud on the podium. <laughs> And it's black. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I looked up the, the speech that he gave, mm-hmm. and um, I, uh, I'd like to, to read this for our audience. Uh, he says, Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot, we must not. We will work to be an example of how we, as brothers and sisters on this earth, should treat each other. Now, more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But at times of crisis, the wise build bridges, while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. Yeah. I was like, I, it, it gave me goosebumps just rereading that. Uh-huh. Uh, it gave me goosebumps in the theater. Um, uh, I, I can't help but think that this was uh, aimed directly at a... Uh, a sweaty uh, orange fuck <laughs> in a very white house. Absolutely. No, it was very, uh, very timely and uh, very well written as well. Yes. Uh, it was very cool. Yeah. So that happened. So uh, they're, they're going to be out and about in the yeah. world. Wakanda is going to have more of a presence. Uh, like you I'm mentioned so at the, yeah. the, the end of the, the movie, you know, he's, he's buying that, uh, that, that condemned building. Um, he's going to set up a, I'm trying to remember like a, a science center there. Mm-hmm. Like he bought the building that his uncle 
uh, was murdered in, mm-hmm. and the, the buildings on either side of it as well yeah. to uh, make that a um, Wakandan, um, not really an uh, embassy, but uh, something. Yeah, like a science, <laughs> like a science, like a reach, uh, community outreach and outreach. Yeah, yeah, that's, something that's like right. that. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Um, and uh, Shuri was going to run the the technology division, uh, so they'll have more of a presence, at least in America. Hopefully, mm-hmm. by the time we get to the the next movie. Um, if not worldwide by that point. Yeah, but, uh, that'd be I really like interesting point. to see how it all shapes uh, into the next movie and stuff, and, and yeah. after, yeah. And that little kid walks up to him, and uh, after seeing that hover ship uh, decloak itself, one of them said, uh, it's like a space Bugatti or something like that, yeah, which yeah. I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but then uh, the one little kid walks up to uh, T'Challa and says, who are you? And then he just smirks, mm-hmm. cut to the credits, and uh, thought that was a good way to, to end that. And then in the post credit scene, uh, all the way past the all of the uh, the boring text that nobody pays attention to, <laughs> uh, all of these hardworking people. But um, the uh, the post credit scene, uh, it shows some villagers, uh, some young children in a village, looking at uh, into the camera, uh, looking at uh, the whoever's looking at them, and uh, they get freaked out, run away, and uh, out of the that hut walks mm. Bucky, the Winter Soldier. Yes, and uh, it appears as though he's been healed. He's got his programming wiped from his brain he may not be susceptible to that mm-hmm. still missing an arm but we see that he has a mechanical arm again in infinity war yeah so uh and they call him the white wolf i like that white wolf yeah. yeah that was cool yeah no and he should have i didn't expect that and uh it's again because i hadn't watched civil war right before this and mm-hmm. i had kind of forgotten where that ended with him which is why i went to go watch that credit scene because i was like i thought he was frozen last time we saw him in wakanda and and he does he's he's like you know i i have this in my brain I, until they can figure it out i need to go back in there to save everybody you know keep everybody safe and yeah. uh so it's like i was like i think he was frozen which means that this means that he's been like healed in the in the head uh in right. the brain that they can you know fix that or whatever and uh and it is it um shuri that's outside with him yes right yeah, yeah so that mm-hmm. was that was cool um so yeah i, I thought that was a great thing cuz we do know that he's going to be helping them, you know, in Wakanda in uh, Infinity War. Um, that he's been in the trailers, like, running through that field and that forest or whatever. Um, so I thought this was a great kind of uh, next step into that, and I'm, I'm very, I was very excited to see him. I thought that was, like, so rad. Mm-hmm. I, I was fully expecting that uh, just because I've, uh, I knew that he was still in Wakanda. Mm-hmm. I was hopeful that he'd be healed, and since we see him in the Infinity War trailer, I, I figured that uh, he'd be revived in this one. So. Yeah. I was right. Um, I I was glad that we didn't see any other MCU cameos mm-hmm. in the, yeah. the actual movie itself. Um, I didn't think that was necessary. Yeah. Um, I I guess if it would have happened, if like Spider Man swung by or or Iron Man flew by or whatever, that would have been okay, but uh, not necessary. For yeah, the, yeah. For the movie, I, I, I don't know where they would have fit on Black Man. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I think it's cool they just fit on it or uh, focused on him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do you have any more Black Panther thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, you said it was already kind of long. Um, when I was talking to Abima the other day, I don't know how much she actually listens to our show, but maybe here and there. And, uh, she was, I, we were so excited about it and she was like, I can't wait to listen to your two hour episode. And I was like, well, Abima, they're usually two hours. I'm so excited. It's going to be three hours. So we're, we're getting up there now. <laughs> well, let's strap in. We get another 40 minutes. We've made a commitment. Yep, exactly. I made a promise. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. We got to keep talking. No, no, I think this is good. Um, uh, I'm glad we got through some of the nitpicks in the beginning because I overall 
loved this movie so much. I thought it was great. Um, definitely a, a pizza to me. And, uh, and I, I only told her, I only brought it up because I do focus so much on the Rotten Tomato score and we do on the show, uh, and as friends. But, um, I, I just think like, I, I'm glad that it's that high because I think that it's, there is more to this movie than just the other ones. Like this is like a rallying cry for an entire race of people that haven't really seen something like this before and need a hero. Yeah. Um, same way that I can, a uh, woman superhero is good. I, I get that, but this is like a great movie. Whereas like Wonder Woman to us wasn't, and um, so it's like I, I I'm glad for that. But I think it's on par to me probably, and I I'll, I'll have to see after more viewings. But uh, it's probably on par as you know like Iron Man, that level that like low to mid '90s like we said earlier. Mm-hmm. I just I I can't imagine it's it's this is like by far the highest rated one, Rotten Tomatoes style than. Uh, than the other ones, than the other movies. Like Avengers, yeah. I think it's like a 92, and like Homecoming, Spider-Man Homecoming is like a 92. And I'm like, I don't think this is like far above that, those. It's it's probably equal to me. Um, but I thought it was a, a good story um, where, where you said it was also kind of claustrophobic sometimes. Um, I also um, think that sometimes in the, and, and with it not having the other like Avengers cameos, sometimes... Some of the other solo movies, I'm like, but where are the other Avengers? Like, why aren't they helping out with this, like, huge thing that's going on? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard. Like, I get that that's, like, a complaint, and it's kind of hard for me to let that go sometimes. And this one felt like, okay, well, what would they have done? Like, where would they have shown up? He had, like, a small arms deal in, in Korea. Mm-hmm. It mostly takes place in his home uh, country, you know? So yeah. um, it, it felt like a more, uh, a smaller story that he could handle, and should handle, and uh, and it had to do with his family and his tribe and all that stuff. So I thought that was really cool, and uh, didn't make me think that like, oh, where is someone else helping out with this? You know, like it all really worked. So I thought that was cool. No, I, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, I, I want to watch this movie uh, again before I I kind of do a ranking on it because mm-hmm. um, I'm kind of in uh, in flux right now. Yeah, so, totally. Um, after it it comes out on uh, on uh, digital or Blu-ray. I'm definitely going to watch it again mm-hmm. and uh, see what I think. I don't know if it's going to, it's probably not going to come out before Infinity War. I know. I'd want to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to watch it uh, leading back into it. I um, know. Though with the, the way that it follows Civil War like a week later, I mm-hmm. don't know that this in continuity would take place right before Infinity War. Yeah. It seems like uh, Thor Ragnarok would yeah. be the one right before because he's on his way to Earth and gets intercepted. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah. Looking yeah, forward to uh, rewatching this movie. Absolutely, yeah. And that's all I can, I've got. I think I'm talked out, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there. Um, okay, so uh, let's go ahead and we'll we'll plug again our Twitter and Instagram, which is at LTASpod. And be sure to send us an email at let's talk about, whoa, let's talk about stuff podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. My brain just shut down after about. Um, and then, uh, no more words. <laughs> if you would please uh, rate and review us uh, Abima you specifically yep. I know oh, you're yeah. listening to this Michael B. Jordan is waiting on you to leave <laughs> us a five star review he said he'll take off his shirt and he doesn't have those weird little uh, bumps all over his actual body so oh man make it happen <laughs> uh, and then uh, you can follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22 you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard so until next time I'm Stephen I'm Brent Let's talk talk later. later. We did it. Yay. And uh, let's do a sync word. 
the sync word is... Oh, shit. Sorry. I'm opening up all kinds of uh, <laughs> shit on my computer. I was trying to <laughs> tap back here. There we go. <laughs> Had to get back to FaceTime. Uh, sync word is... Uh, I've nothing funny. Lip plate. <laughs> Those look damn good. <laughs> All right, lip plate on three. One, two, three. Lip, lip plate. plate. Perfect. Liked it. Randy's not here, so I don't uh, know what to uh, to do with himself. So like, but we want to be there with you. We we want to <laughs> be on the podcast. <laughs> Miles has been on the last eight podcasts. Yeah. Tonight, so he'll be all right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Garth Brooks, he's back. <laughs> Ooh, he can have a comeback tour. Get it? <laughs> Come back? He's going to Superman that hoe. Probably going to edit that out. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a uh, an outtake yeah. for sure. Somebody's taking a picture of my house right now. That was so funny the way you stopped. You were like, uh, what? What's happening? This old man is... is his car is parked in the middle of our street. He got out. He's taking pictures with his phone <laughs> of my house and now the neighbor's house directly across from me. Maybe he uh, likes your house. I guess so. <laughs> How bizarre, man. That's I so may be getting evicted. I don't know. <laughs> um, man, what was I talking about? King, king. I am T'Challa. Super cool.